This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, March 31st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A Philadelphia police officer was injured after she was struck by a suspected DUI driver following a traffic stop on Wednesday night. It happened at 8 p.m. in the 6700 block of Torresdale Avenue. Police said the 44-year-old female officer had just completed a traffic stop and was walking back to her SUV when another driver swerved into her. According to witnesses, her body was launched about 10 feet, said Philadelphia mm-hmm. Chief Inspector Scott Small. Witnesses told police that the driver fled northbound on Torresdale Avenue immediately after hitting the officer. Responding officers sp- spotted the alleged striking vehicle, a black Chevy Malibu near Cotman Avenue. It had a smashed front windshield and a missing side view mirror, damage consistent with a hit and run. The 42-year-old male suspect was quickly taken into custody. Police believe that he was likely drunk. The officer, a 12-year veteran assigned to the 15th district, was transported to an area hospital with minor injuries. They said that she is very shaken up, but she's expected to be okay. Investigators uh, say, given the circumstances, she's lucky to even be alive. One of the Philadelphia state troopers killed by another suspected drunk driver will be laid to rest on Thursday. A public funeral service for Trooper Martin Mack will take place at St. Michael the Archangel Church in Levittown, Bucks County. The service is set to begin at 11 a.m. with a procession to follow. The 33-year-old trooper leaves behind a wife and two daughters. A public viewing for 29-year-old Trooper Brand Siska is scheduled for Friday uh, from noon to 3 in Norristown. A funeral for uh, Trooper Siska will be uh, held at the Perkyo Valley High School on Saturday at noon. Siska's wife is expecting their firstborn child in July. 21-year-old Jana Webb of Eagleville is facing charges in connection with the March 21st crash on 95 in South Philadelphia that killed both troopers and the pedestrian 28-year-old Reyes Rivera Oliveras of Allentown, whom they were assisting. With thousands of members of law enforcement and other mourners expected to descend upon Lower Bucks County for services, here's what you can expect for closures in the area. The procession will start at 10 a.m. and travel from the Wade Funeral Home on Radcliffe Street in Bristol to St. Mike's Church on Levittown Parkway in Levittown. At 1230, they will then head to the Our Lady of Grace Cemetery. Closures are expected along Route 13 and Levittown Parkway this morning and then this afternoon. Uh, closures on Oxford Valley Road, Lincoln Highway and southbound business Route 1 are expected. You have these these stories and, and uh, you know, this, this uh, other officer just hit. Thankfully, she's going to be okay. But, I mean, you think about protocol. What, what can you do when you're stopping... You, you, they've got to get out on a street situation like that. Tra- traffic's coming by. You know, it, 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 it's it's a tough thing. I know my brother, who's a, a police officer as well, always hates anything like that. Where well, you got to get out adjacent to the flow of traffic oh, sure. like this. Yeah, yeah, it's always like he's like son of a bitch. Yeah. It's not something that you know, it, they, you, it's a. You have to, though. What are you going to do? Well, and it's the reason that you're... And I think... I feel like not. it's not um, well-known that you're supposed to get over to the left lane. Like, I if know. they've got somebody pulled over, even though that right yeah, lane is still lane. open, like, yeah. you should be over in the left lane. Yeah, I try to. Just, you never know. Somebody might trip and fall and... and you know, yeah. they might be walking around the side of the car and accident. It could be not just being pulled over, please. I mean, just a car on the shoulder. Somebody's out. They may be walking around the car and trip and fall right in the lane, yeah. right in front of you, and you okay. can't get her. So it's best to give it a some uh, some area, a little bit of a space. I remember changing a tire on a stretch of highway that or I couldn't get off the highway, uh, you know, and it was on the. Uh, I pulled off to the side, and it was on the 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 road side. It wasn't on the opposing side of the car, and I, you know, I was like, oh my god, I don't even know if I wanted to do this because it was so 
dangerous. Yeah, I recently saw somebody changing a tire and, like, was right on that line. And I'm like, oh, this is so yeah. dangerous. I actually I compromised the, the rim of my car as to not change the tire right. on 95. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Right. I hit a really terrible pothole, like, right in front of the airport. Uh, it became apparent that the tire was flat uh, approaching the Gerard Point Bridge. And I am, like, I am not pulling over. And I just kept going. And I got off of Packer Avenue. And I and I changed my tire there. Yeah, yeah so these officers are getting out trying to conduct what they need to do. And yeah, it's, no, it is very it risky. Sucks. New Jersey issued a statewide recall on a specific brand of school cafeteria milk after officials said it contained sanitizer that sickened several students when they unknowingly drank it. The New Jersey Department of Health Public Health on Wednesday encouraged public schools to remove the Guida's 1% low-fat milk from circulation uh, in their cafeterias. Officials said at least 25 children uh, have been hospitalized. Uh, the <sighs> health department fears that other batches of milk could also be tainted. The statewide recall comes after emergency teams were called to the Early Childhood Development Center in Camden Wednesday after sanitizer was discovered in milk cartons, according to the school district. Uh, according to tweets released by Camden Schools, it was determined that some of the cartons contained a non-toxic consumable sanitizer that runs through the vending machine, uh, the vendor machine prior to milk. Mm-hmm. The Camden County Health Department said first responders also uh, went to the Roletta Cream Childhood Development Center, where five children were sent to Cooper Medical Center and discharged in the afternoon. Cooper University Healthcare sent doctors to the school to examine 15 children who were cleared to go home, the district said. Uh, the district said so far there are four schools impacted by the tainted milk and preliminary testing was conducted. Officials are in communication with the milk company about taking the product out of circulation. In sports this morning. Sixers have only seven games left in the regular season, and they'll play tonight with a game of Detroit against the Pistons. The Sixers are 46-29 and 29 and in third place in the East, while the Pistons are 20-56 and 56 and in second to last place at the bottom of the standings. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock tonight. The Flyers are off until Saturday night when they'll return home to host the Toronto Maple Leafs. At spring training, the Phillies lost to the Tigers in Clearwater, falling 7-1. to one. What the f- the regular season begins at home next Friday with a weekend series against the Oakland A's. And Malcolm Jenkins announced that he is retiring from the NFL. The New Orleans Saints safety and former Eagle won Super Bowls with two different franchises and emerged as a leader in the social justice movement. The 34-year-old originally joined the Saints as a first-round draft pick and played from 2009 to 2013 before spending six years with the Eagles from 2014 to 2019. He finished his career back in New Orleans in 2020 and 21. He won Super Bowl with the Saints in 2009 and the Eagles in 2017 and then was selected to the Pro Bowl in 2015, 17, and 18. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We got the majority of the week done. It's a Thursday. That's a wonderful thing. We're going to do it in style today. We have uh, several guests on the program and a very rare early rock star (laughs) interview. It just doesn't happen. No. Dan Arbach. Of the Black Keys is going to be joining us at 7.30 this morning, roughly an hour from now. We'll have to ask how he's doing that, how he's pulling that off. Absolutely. So they have their 11th studio album, Dropout Boogie. It's released on May 13th, and they're going to be performing July 30th at the Waterfront Music Pavilion. But I guess they just uh, they're just doing interviews today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. they, they do have a lot to promote. I would, you know, when I stuff mean, like this happens. Immediate. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the album doesn't come out until. Uh, 
uh, till May, and the show is until July. Did, so did I thought just, that was kind of cool. Did they miss us? I think that must. It's got to be it. Right? He did a one-on-one yeah. on one interview with Dan. Yeah. I think they really. Yeah. I think there was a bromance. I wonder there. what Casey's doing. I should give those guys a call. I think it got back to him <clears throat> that I didn't ask him anything about Wetzel's pretzels. Oh, I see. Oh, so and he's a big pretzel. I mean, we know that. You got a yep. Okay, Jumpstart pretzel was the first album. We'll have to get to that <laughs> later on. I didn't know that. That's yeah, a little yeah. known fact. <laughs> So Dan Arbach joining us about 7.30. And uh, great comedian Pete Holmes uh, will be joining us around uh, 9 o'clock this morning. And How We Roll, is that a new show of his? New CBS sitcom. Okay. And that's, you know, that's still kind of the brass ring to get a a network sitcom. And he's got one. I believe it was his birthday yesterday, too. So Uh. wish him a happy belated. Excellent. All right. So we have that. Oh, uh, Emma March Madness. Some advances took place. And you will be happy to know that the Preston and Steve show in the Excellent Eight, we still have three bands wow. up and running. And the only other group that has three bands is Sarah and uh, Jackson. Yeah, some and, dirty tricks. Yeah, Pierre and Pancake only have one. <laughs> and uh, Brent and uh, Jackie only have one. So I was talking to Brent this morning because, uh, you know, obviously he's he loves Shinedown, but... I, and. and you would think <clears throat> that the Foo Fighters are, are the clear front runner at this point, but he said, you know, Van Halen didn't win when Eddie won, and when Eddie died. That's true. Huh? Yes. So, yeah, 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 I was thinking the same thing, too. A Taylor passing that might give a sentimental vote. You never yeah. know, uh, but we'll have to see. But that's uh, that's Pierre and uh, Pancake's band. Uh, so the matchups today, they start at 1 o'clock, because we're narrowing down now. We want these to stretch out a little bit. Uh, Shine down against Foo Fighters. Right. Wow. What yes. about that? Uh, at three o'clock will be Tom Petty against Van Halen. That's another good one. Wow. Uh, then you have at five o'clock Metallica and Chris Cornell at Al. And uh, lastly, will be in the seven o'clock hour. Zeppelin against Queen. Mm. Queen took out the Stones last night. They man. did. Uh-huh. Queen. Uh, Queen has. I don't. There's a big glow around Queen right now. So I don't, they, maybe They're they have awesome. the power to go. Yeah. Queen is our band. It's a Preston and yeah. band. So anyhow, we clearly were on our game. We are going to request that you vote for who you feel passionate about, and if you feel passionate about our show, you'll vote for our bands. How is about it that? Too early to call us goats, Preston. Uh, I, I, it might be just a yeah, yeah. smidge early, maybe after today. But uh, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City is the sponsor of uh, MM March Madness. So it starts today at 1 o'clock instead of noon. So get yourself ready for that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We have some uh, some heavy stuff to talk about concerning Bruce Willis, if you have not heard the news yet, and a few other stories that we will re- relay as well. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so Stupid Question Prize today is a $50 Metro Diner gift card. The question I have for you this morning is, what is another name, let me see if I can get this pronunciation correct, for a... A uh, numismatist. A numismatist. Yes. 215-263-WMMR. What is another name for a numismatist? 
If you know that answer, call, and we'll see if we can set you up with the goodies over here. We'll go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your answer. Today is the 31st day of March. Um, we'll start with a big one in the world of rock. And let me see. Did they make it to the... Uh, no, they got beat. Did, or, let me see. Whoa. Yeah, they're not in the MM March Madness anymore. Wow. It is uh, Angus Young of ACDC's oh, birthday wow. today. I didn't realize that they had got taken out. Man, Was because... there a year where they... Uh, were... Were they one in? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I know I they always so. perform admirably. Uh, I would think that uh, that they would be one of the final four almost every single year. I mean, you just don't get more straight-ahead rock and roll than ACDC. But Angus Young turns 67 years old today. Happy birthday to him. I love it. There you go. You hit the post. Uh, I love ACDC. I rarely put it on, though. Uh, I know what you mean. It's uh, they're a radio band for yeah, me. Yeah, um, exactly. And uh, you know what? Actually, I should go and and do a little deeper dive because there's some cuts that you don't hear that often that are pretty damn awesome. So, uh, 67 today. Uh, actor Richard Chamberlain, Steve. Yes, the Thornbirds. And uh, a great miniseries from uh, James Clavell called Shogun. Do you remember that years ago? I do remember that? We played yeah. a uh, like a western. Uh, goes to Japan and becomes a samurai. Yeah. Uh, Towering Inferno. Towering Inferno. He is the he's the dick in Towering Inferno. He's eighty eight today. Uh, William Daniels. So it's funny the actor. He's ninety five years old. And on this my list here, it just says Saint Elsewhere. He's so much more no, than t- that. T- tremendous oh, amount. He was the voice of kids. Yes, he uh, Knight Rider. He was uh, Robin Colcord's. Um, uh, assistant on uh, Magnum PI, right? No, that's Hillman. No, that's yeah. a different one. That's yeah. uh, but but on Quincy, Quincy remember he was what, he yeah. was uh, uh, a sidekick on that show. Which I God, I love that show. Quincy was great. It's one of the first sort of uh, procedurals dealing with the forensics. Yep, uh, he was in the movie Blind Date with Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the love. judge. Yes, yeah, he's great. He ends up being the father of John Larroquette's crazy character. Right, right. Uh, he was in The Graduate too, Steve. So he goes way back. Uh, to some great movies and TV shows. He's 95 years Man. old today. Wow. Uh, Shirley Jones has her oh, birthday Oh, my God. Today. Shirley Partridge of the Partridge family. Had a big crush on uh, Mrs. Partridge. Yeah, she's an attractive woman. Used to wear those boots and hot pants. Yep. She celebrates her 88th birthday today. What You know what? I don't know a whole lot of... Her, uh, the rest of her career. A lot, lot of uh, Broadway. Did. I think she's in the, the film version of Carousel. She's okay. done a, some drama. She got nominated for playing actually a hooker, believe it or not, in, oh, a, really? uh, in a movie. So a varied career. All right. She turns 88 years old today. Uh, it's also Gabe Kaplan's birthday today. Mr. Kata from Welcome Back, Kata. Uh, is 77 years old. Uh, an accomplished poker player. Yeah, I remember a long time ago, it was, it was in Las Vegas, and, and uh, all of a sudden, Gabe Kaplan was on my TV telling me how to gamble, and, uh, you know, he did one of those instructional oh, yeah. videos. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. He, he now looks like something you'd see in the Dark Crystal. <laughs> but there was there was a time where he was just, like, the biggest star oh in the country. He was yeah. Mr. Cotter, for crying out loud. He is uh, 77 years old today. Uh, Ewan McGregor's birthday today. Can I wait for the new series? Yeah, yeah, that's coming out. It's a it's a look back at uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, right as uh, he is essentially becoming the in the shadows guardian of Luke Skywalker. Right, uh, and it takes place, you know, shortly before, I, I guess, after um, uh, Rogue One. Right, and then. Uh, before we get to A New Hope. So I'm excited. I thought he was fantastic in the uh, episodes one, two, and, and three. Probably the best thing from those episodes. For me, Big Fish. 
Uh, yeah. Amazing. Sensational. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Um, train spotting was he in there? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he is 51 today. Uh, Rhea Perlman has her birthday today from uh, Cheers. Danny Glover, Kenobi. Now, he and Danny Glover, she and Danny Glover are no Danny longer. Danny Glover. Danny, Glover. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Because yeah, no, they broke back. up and then they got back, they're back together. together. They got back yeah, yeah. together. They are back okay. together. I remember hearing that. And I just he found out phone. about her and Danny Glover. And yeah, that, yeah that would, you know, listen, how can he compare? I want to tell you nothing happened. Yeah, he is. Uh, she is seventy four. Remember years when old she today. she played a hooker? Talk about playing hooker. She played a hooker in night shift. Wasn't she a hooker in night shift? Uh, oh, I don't you remember know what? That. Yeah, I yeah. Never saw it. Uh, Rhea Perlman. Yeah, yeah. Really? Okay, that Just, I, I need verification on. Yeah, yeah. Can you see if she was in the movie Night Shift? As what year did that come out? You think? Uh, 1982? 1981, 82. 84. There's the the hooker movies of Check that one. Mm. Or maybe it was 83-84. She played yeah. a hooker in a movie that, and I know it's a movie that we like. Okay. Uh, then you have uh, Kate Micucci, who is a, uh, she's been here in our studio before, uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, she's great. She um, had some really great moments on the show Scrubs. Where's that movie? Where's that sound coming from? Uh, she and there's a guy, I guess he might be like the lawyer for the hospital or whatever. He, I mean, he's not like a, he's not an attractive guy, but they had like this weird little love interest and they would sing together. And it, they sounded really, really... Do you know what I'm talking about? Do not you recall really, any no, of this? I don't recall it. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Almost like if you remember in the movie The Jerk, the, the yeah. You Belong to Me song, like stuff like that. You're like, this doesn't belong in a TV like sitcom, but man, it's really cute. Well, really Garfunkel and Oates, uh, yeah, they're, 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 uh, their music is good. Yeah. Uh, so she turns 42. Steve, Nick found the the movie uh, that Rhea Perman played, quote, and this is her, uh, this is her character's name, Little Jewish Prostitute. <laughs> Uh, she was in a movie called Movie Madness. That's what it is. Yep. Yes. So, uh, and then the last birthday we have is Christopher Walken. Uh, <laughs> oh. Mr. Walken turns 79 years old He's today. on this show now on Apple TV Plus called Severance. And uh, it's oh, a really he? weird show. But he and John Turturro have this relationship. You're not quite sure what's going on. Uh, but he's he's great as sort of an understated Christopher Walken. Sometimes you see him in movies and he's kind of over the top and goofball. But in, in Severance, uh, which is just a really bizarre show... Um, he's great. I wonder if today, as his actual birthday, is like the only day where he doesn't tell people it's his birthday. It, it might, because that's his ongoing yeah. thing. He does it all the time on sets. He acts, he, he'll, he'll prank people by, um, like a, a co-star, by acting a little sullen, and they'll eventually say, why are you upset? And he'll say, well, it's my birthday. Right, right. And then nobody's Nobody me. knows. And then that person will go to the rest of the crew. We got to do something for Chris. Uh, it's a it's a great gag, yeah, 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 actually. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Was it an, another name for a numismatist? 215-263-WMMR. And we will go to Jason for the answer. Yo, Jason, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. <laughs> no, listen, if you got the answer, it's all good. What is another name for a numismatist? I think it's somebody who deals with coin collecting. Yeah, coin collecting. Oh, yep. Then you got it. What's Analingus? Uh, something else. Oh, okay. Hi, Jason. Hang on the line. We're going to set you up, buddy. We're going to give you a $50 Metro Diner gift card. You can get hooked up every Friday and enjoy the gold standard in fish and chips at Metro Diner, including their newest fried shrimp and fried seafood platter. Available for dine-in, pick-up, or order online at metrodiner.com. All right, we're going to start with this unfortunate news yesterday. Uh, Bruce Willis uh, has apparently retired from acting. He's been diagnosed with something called aphasia. And uh, it's this is tragic to hear about this. The 67-year-old actor's family shared news on Instagram on Wednesday. 
writing alongside a photo of him on their Instagram feeds to Bruce's amazing supporters and a family. Uh, we, and family, we wanted to share our beloved Bruce has been experiencing some health issues and has recently been diagnosed with aphasia, which is impacting his cognitive abilities. As a result of this, and with much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him. And so after hearing this news, I, like tons of other people, went on and started researching a little bit of aphasia because I was not... I've I not ever heard of it. ...familiar with it. So it apparently, according to the Mayo Clinic, it robs you of the ability to communicate and can affect your ability to speak, write, and understand language, both verbal and written. There was a doctor who was explaining it last night. I think it was on Anxious or something. He said, imagine you are dropped in a country where you cannot read or or understand the language at all uh, and that's what's that's what can become of this fully yes so he's not there obviously yet right, right. so what i had heard um somebody kind of uh compare it to when you're trying to say something there's like something on the tip of your tongue Stunned, and you right. can't yep. but they said this is like having that all of all the, the time, time all day at like every time you're trying to speak there's a couple of different versions of it like so i was reading up on it there's there's fluent and non-fluent and there's a specific kind where some people will speak in rambling, nonsensical, complete sentences right. and feel that they've made a, a point, a point uh, and you can't understand it. In fact, I'll oh, read that's, you that's one of the examples uh, said here. Someone with, it's called uh, Wernicke's aphasia. They might say something like this, and, and this is what's yeah. written here. You know that smoodle pinkered and that I want to get him round and take care of him like you want before. So it makes no sense. In their brain, it does. They've made a point, and they can understand why you don't understand what they're saying. Then there's another kind where, and they said this can actually be more frustrating, where you know what you want to say, and you just can't say it. From what I understand, what determines that, Preston, is what part, whether it's frontal or, um, you know, if it's in the back of the brain. Yeah, Yeah, so um, there was a, like, there's also... Some people will search for a word, and then they'll just they'll communicate in very small words. Right, right. Steve, you know in the movie La La Land? Yes, yeah. She, she goes back home, right. and her father is there, and they're sitting there at the table, and he's like, she's talking to him, and he would just kind of stop and go, okay. Right, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. That. It's kind of like that. No, that, yeah, yeah, actually, that's a good, uh, that's a good, uh, you know, we're, we're, description. You can tell he's he's understanding, he wants to talk. And just can't find the word, and then settles on something that just gets it done at the time. You know what I mean? So, oh, absolutely. When I when I when I heard this yesterday, I came to the conclusion. A couple other people on on Twitter had as well. We, we were talking about the unbelievable amount of movies he's been in recently, yeah. and that I guess if he knew that was coming up, he might have tried to jam as many films into his Maybe. schedule as possible. Maybe. And and to that point, Preston. He had done a number of those movies with an ear, uh, like a, a device, a listening device, so he could receive dialogue from Offset. Yeah. So, you know, so... That makes so, sense. So he was having those issues. And his longtime stunt double said, he's been very good for quite a while. And, then, and this is really over the last year yeah. where the, the there was... And again, he's functional, yeah. but it, you could see it, a, a, a an absolute decline. So yeah. Is it, is it treatable slash curable? That's, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I read Nick, and it looks like there, it's very little. It's just like uh, the way it was summed up was uh, in, in what I was reading is that... Um, uh, patients with aphasia participate in activities such as book clubs and things like that. They try to keep them. They try to keep people um, engaged. Engaged exactly, and to find, even though they may be losing some of their ability to to grasp at the speech, to to use what they have at their 
uh, at their access and to try to... It says here, yeah, they help to communicate uh, by having him or her use remaining language abilities, restore language abilities as much as possible, and learn other ways of communicating, such as gestures, pictures, or using electronic devices. So there's like... You know, it sounds like the treatment is just kind of coping with it as best you can, which is, it's sad. And I wonder to what, if you can have varying degrees. So if he can, you know, if it, um, if he only descends to a certain point and is still fairly functional, but appearing very absent-minded. There's some that come on by trauma and and restores. Right. Steve, remember we were talking about the uh, the one uh, news anchor, remember, uh, but Woodruff, wasn't it? Right, who had the the head injury. Yes. And when they showed video of him in in his uh, rehab, like, he couldn't talk. No. He couldn't think of the words. And now he's fine. He's back on TV. He was able to recover. All right, we got Dr. Mike on the line. Yes. We should should go to him. We have a few other people that are calling in as well. Uh, So let's get the good doctor on the line. Of course, you know him from Fox 29 and uh, Penn Medicine. Dr. Mike Cerigliano, good morning, sir. Well, hello there. So this story was a big story uh, yesterday. Basically, aphasia is a condition. Now, the big question is why? And, And it's not published. They did mention he's had cognitive problems. And so uh, cognitive problems means like memory loss, things like that, which makes me concerned that it might be something like Alzheimer's or what we call, and it's a long word, neurodegenerative condition. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where you have a process in the brain uh, that's damaging, as Steve said, areas of the brain that are uh, impacting both speech and reading and and uh, uh, because we don't know what the cause is, we, we really don't know. I don't know uh, if there's going to be much that can be done about it. You can sometimes see this after a stroke. Right, uh, right. Tumor. Right. Brain tumor, head injury. But right. the way it sounds, it doesn't sound like it's something that happened overnight or he had a stroke. They, they may have said that uh, if that's what happened. But I, I think it's more of a chronic process that uh, uh, is very unfortunate. My mother had Alzheimer's, and uh, as uh, 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 people have said in the past, it's a slow goodbye. I mean, it's not good. Mike, is is aphasia more an umbrella term, or is there a specificity to it? Well, as as, uh, uh, Preston said, there's a ton of different kinds. It depends on what part of the brain is affected. And, and but most importantly, the question is why? Why is this happening? Why is he experiencing aphasia? Like you uh, think something than... has happened to cause it? Oh yeah, yeah. There's something has happened. It's, that's for darn sure. He could have he could have had a stroke and, and not have been aware. Well, look, he's going to have an MRI. Right. I'm sure he already has. Sure. He's probably getting the best care there is. And and when it comes down to it, it's going to be, uh, is it reversible? Um, he'll do rehab uh, and and things like that. But uh, as actors go, I mean, they, they, they have to be as sharp as a tag. They have to remember things. They right. have to be able to read scripts. And that's the uh, hard part about all of this. Right. Right. Huh. All right, Dr. Mike, we appreciate the info, as always, sir. And, uh, love you. We love you. Yeah. Talk to you later. All right, Dr. Mike. Uh, I mean, the, the thing that 
reading the story, it doesn't say he's taking a break from acting. It says he's retiring from acting. So I got to believe. And listen, all that... With within the pandemic, with him and Demi and those guys hanging out together, I bet that they've known that this has slowly it, been coming sure. on, Listen, and, their, exa- and their their bond is reforming and all that. You know, you're exactly right. That all takes on a different complexion in light mm-hmm. of this news. Oh man, this is terrible to hear about that. But anybody, anybody yes. at all, and especially if if someone you know, and then we have celebrities and and you know uh, that that we kind of feel like we know. Yeah. You know uh, what Bruce I mean? Willis for crying out loud. Did you say? Uh, um, uh, Kevin Smith uh, 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 released a message yesterday. He says, and, and you know, they had that that tiff for a while, and they sort of made up. You know, when he was directing him on that movie with Tracy Morgan, right? And uh, Kevin Smith said, in light of this news, that all seems so petty, and he he apologized to the family and everything. I don't think he needed to, but he he was devastated by the news. Yep. All right. Well, I appreciate those of you who are on the phone line, but I this is the entertainment uh, yeah, yeah, report yeah. section. I need to move on to some other stories, but. If we come back to it, uh, maybe you can give us a call. We'll see if we end up doing that. But it's just, uh, it's just, um, it's terrible to hear stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we got to move on to the other obvious story, which is uh, Chris Rock briefly addressed the Will Smith slap during his Boston comedy show just hours after the Academy revealed that disciplinary proceedings have begun for the Best Actor winner. According to TMZ, when Rock took the stage, do we have a, a clip of that? The sound is horrible. Right, I'll, I'll, it, it was it was muffled on a cell okay. phone. You can't even understand what he's saying. So, he was, and because no recording devices were allowed at the uh, show, he was greeted by a standing ovation. It was a sold out crowd, um, but he was prepared to disappoint anybody who showed up to hear about the incident. He said, "I don't have a bunch of s." About what happened. So, if you came to hear that, I have a whole show that I wrote before this weekend. Oh, wow. And I'm still kind of processing what happened. So, at some point, I'll talk about that and it will be serious and funny. So, listen, he's also probably, there's probably some legal discussions going yeah, on, I, I wonder would think. If that's uh, it. I will guarantee you, you that know? that's part of it as well. What he says and what he doesn't say, because really, he's he can control everything at this point. Yeah. So, although he wasn't talking about it, Wanda Sykes was. She was one of the co-hosts, and she was on Ellen DeGeneres, and that, I think we yeah, have a we clip Yeah, we do have of. two clips, yeah. Uh, so, let's play uh, her talking about... Um, Allowing to stay in the green room is what she's referring to. Well, there's there's uh, there's there's a clip where she talks about uh, her being sick, and then the other one is about them. Even though they asked him to leave, he didn't, and, and they should have they should have made him leave. All right, and she's go. upset about that. It was sickening. It was absolutely. I physically felt ill, and I'm still a little traumatized Me by too. it. And for them to let him stay in that room and enjoy the rest of the show. And accept his award, I was like, how gross is this? This is just the wrong message. You assault somebody, you get escorted out the building, and that's it. You know, uh, uh, but but for them to let him continue, I thought it was gross. Yeah, by the way, the, the comedians are all oh, standing yeah. by Chris Rock oh, yeah. because it's like, look, I do this for a living. I'm up here. You know what you're expecting when you come to see a show or be at a event where they regularly roast the audience and you, now you get up and hit someone for that? Well, no. it's, it, it's funny you should mention that because I think it was outside the comedy store. There was a sign on the door with a picture of Will Smith with a red line through it that said, "This be- type of behavior, wow, will you know, will not be tolerated here." It's interesting to me that Wanda Sykes mentioned uh, feeling ill because that's what my visceral reaction was. That's what that's what I felt in my body when I yeah. saw the full clip and watched it, the unedited version of it. Uh, I felt like uh, ill, sick to my stomach watching it. it it's um. No one wants to see that. Well, yeah, but like to yeah. actually have that reaction in yeah. your body, you know? Yeah, and absolutely. Then, it's, it's like when you see a real fight as opposed to a movie fight. It's right. Like, oh, my God. Right. 
And then she talks about Chris Rock apologizing to her. Yeah. Here's that clip. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but I, I saw Chris, uh, you know, at, at Guy's party. And as soon as I walked up to him, the first thing he said was, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why are you apologizing? He's like, it was supposed to be your night. It was supposed you and Amy and Regina, y'all were doing such a great job. I'm so sorry. This is now going to be about this. Because that's, you I mean, that's who Chris is. Chris is, yeah, Chris is a sweet guy. Yeah. Uh, the Academy uh, reports, apparently Deadline reports that a member of the Academy's top leadership uh, did ask the King Richard stars rep to have him leave the award show. Right. Uh, the Academy said of the incident, while we would like to clarify that Mr. Smith was asked to leave the ceremony and refused, we also recognize that we could have handled the situation differently. Wait, so they did ask him to leave? They, they asked his <clears throat> handler or his management to say, look, he should probably leave. And, they and listen, here's the deal. You, uh, I, and I, I can't fault the Academy 100% on this because it's live television. Yeah. They're making split-second decisions. Look, we got we got a minute left before we come back live. Right, what right. are we doing here? You know what I mean? Right. So... You make a call and you hope it's the best one at the time. Well, and now you have the extra added uh, deal of uh, having a um, <laughs> of having everything you do will be social media scrutinized big time. Yeah. So the outlet also reports that disciplinary proceedings have uh, begun for Smith. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Board of Governors rule Wednesday at the next board meeting on April 18th. The Academy may take any disciplinary action, which may include suspension, expulsion, or other sanctions permitted. By the bylaws and standards of conduct. Preston uh, Connor brought up the uh, the graphic that has appeared on a number of comedy club uh, doors. <laughs> oh man! Which is the uh, Will Smith with the red line through him slapping Chris Rock because this is a number of comedians. It's not simply like a a um, ah, I'm going to jump on board. A lot of comedians have faced physical sure. altercations sure. on stage. I mean, we- they have had drunken people. This is that's why when you have great comedy clubs like we do here in in uh, in Philadelphia, where they they get on it pretty quick, you have to, yeah. Because but this this can potentially embolden people. Like, well, I'll do it too. Yeah, yeah. we talked to uh, oh, it was a big Jay Okerson last Jay. year, year and a half ago. Remember he that? got, he got oh, like yeah. tackled off the stage, right? Yep. Yeah, yep, exactly. And then Luis uh, Guzman came and saved the day. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, so this is sad. It's kind of a heavy entertainment news today. Oh. Um, celebrities have been posting memories of Taylor Hawkins. Uh, and actor John Stamos. They were buds, too, apparently. Shared his latest uh, text message from the Foo Fighters drummer. He said uh, the two had, apparently, to the story, the two had been uh, trying to spend time together. And Taylor wrote, we've yet to fully have a hang. Got to put that S together before we die. So he, oh, uh, Stamos posted man. a video, a, a kind of a joking video that Taylor Hawkins posted sort of at him, but publicly as well, and we have the audio of that. Okay, let's, uh, that ready? Yeah. My name is Taylor Hawkins, play drums in the Foo Fighters. Stamos is a good buddy of mine, he's a good guy, I really like him a lot, he's, he's a great drummer, but I'm a little upset with him, actually, I gotta be honest with you, because I was supposed to do that Geico commercial, <laughs> you know, that the Geico commercial, where he flips the stick, originally that was mine, but they decided to go with Stamos, because he's better looking. But I'm the best stick flipper around. Sorry, Stamos. It goes me, Tommy Lee, Stamos. Oh, man. Uh, Stamos, of course, lost Bob Saget in January, yeah, too. Yeah. So it's been a really, really tough for him with, with close with people close to him passing away. People That's well just, before their time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. All right. How about uh, all right? another heavy story here all for right. you? Ezra Miller. Has now been hit with a temporary restraining order by two residents in Hilo, a small town in Hawaii, 
where Miller was arrested earlier this week. We covered this yesterday. The Fantastic Beast and the Flash actor was released from jail after paying $500 in bail and then reportedly threatened a couple on their property that they've been staying at in Hawaii. Police escorted Miller off the property hours after they posted bail. Uh, a resident on the property had called the police and asked for advice on removing two house guests. The restraining order against Miller says the actor burst into the couple's bedroom and threatened them. Miller allegedly stole some of the couple. That's him as the Flash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Miller allegedly stole some of the couple's belongings, including a passport and wallet. What? The temporary. He's this dude's on his. Yeah, there's there's it's some sort of chemical something, some sort of depression or something going or alcohol, on. Alcohol or I don't know something. What. Yeah, but yeah. this is this is really a borderline. Something really serious is going to happen. Level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They need to get a handle on it. I would hang low in the speed force for a while, Preston. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, right. Let me ask you, Steve, because I, I get a little selfish when I hear about this yeah. stuff. I'm like, can you just do this after the Flash movie comes out? <laughs> because right. like, they, yes. they post. Here's a, oddly, <laughs> you have to. And then Hollywood case. That's the first thing they don't think about. How do we? How do we tend to Ezra's issues? Yeah. Oh, how we? Uh, when's the movie release? Yeah. The movie release was bumped anyway, so um, they'll have time, hopefully, to for the, by their reckoning to to think this through. Uh, and he's in two movies. He's in the um, the, the, the Fantastic Beast, the Fantastic Beast movies as well. Yeah, and so I, that, I and like him in those. And that one's coming out. So Miller, by the way, has been the source of ten police calls oh in God. this small town since March, March 7th. Yeah. Uh, so I guess March 7th of last year. It is unknown or, yeah, no, I'm sorry, March 7th this Before year. That, what am I was, talking about? They, they called the police nine times. Nine, nine times? Nine times. <laughs> nine times. Um, nine times. It is uh, sound Hawaiian. unknown at this time <laughs> how long Miller has been in Hawaii. Um, and yeah, Fantastic Beasts: The Secret of Dumbledore is uh, being released in April, and so you know they're not happy about that. <laughs> they're not heard. happy. By the way, Stephen, you had mentioned this. He was recently featured in the Academy Awards broadcast after Zack Snyder's Justice League won in a newly introduced Oscars cheer moment category. Right. A sequence described as the Flash enters the Speed Force was voted the most cheerworthy moment through the online polls. And so footage of Miller's character in the scene was showcased during the Oscars broadcast. And I love that scene. That oh, scene awesome. actually makes me, like, tear up. It's so awesome. Yeah. But uh, And I like him in that. But he's clearly got <laughs> substantial issues, and someone needs to step in and get him some help. Yep. Uh, so I saw this. This is pretty cool. Elliot Page. Uh, Elliot Page's character in the Umbrella Academy yeah. will come out as transgender in the show's oh, wow. upcoming third season, he shared yesterday. It's going to make it easier. Totally. Uh, so Page wrote, meet Victor Hargraves uh, on social media alongside a photo from the Netflix series, which returns, by the way, June 22nd. Netflix retweeted the pe- the post, adding, welcome to the family, Victor. We're so happy you're here. <laughs> Did you see uh, uh, Elliot was on stage? I forget who the actors were with at the Oscars. Like, like so, very diminutive. It was just uh, it was a funny picture because he's standing between the other two actors. Elliot's just, tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah tiny. Yeah. Uh, Paige, who first came out as transgender in December 2020, played cisgender woman Vanya Hargraves in the show's first two seasons. At the time, Variety reported that Paige would continue to star on the show and that Netflix was updating all the previous credits to reflect the actor's transition. Uh, Sources told Variety that uh, there were no plans to change Paige's character's gender on the show, but now the character... One of the band of a band of adopted siblings with superpowers will be known as Victor. Uh, this is kind of weird. Sources tell Radar 
that the producers of the VH1 reality show called My Celebrity Dream Wedding yeah. are scrambling to remove scenes featuring Casey Anthony from their show. <laughs> the notorious Florida mom who was acquitted of murdering her two-year-old was a guest at the January nuptials of publicist Chanel Hudson O'Connor. Uh, the reality show execs reportedly fear that they will face backlash from sponsors if they don't remove Anthony from the episode. They had to remove John Wayne Gacy from an episode of Small Wonder. <laughs> no way. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that story. Oh, and uh, that required all, and they didn't have the technology. Sure, back then. yeah, uh, and they had the robot. Yeah. yeah, wow. There was he a uh, clown at the birthday party? He was a clown. He was Pogo. Okay. Yeah. And um, okay. and wow. even and, and so what happened was is that. <laughs> You know, Vicky could sense his. Right. Um, uh, there was an anomalous thing going on within yeah, him, and her right. senses were picking up. No one was believing. Yeah, well, Jamie Lawson, Harriet the neighbor had right, no idea. Right. Is you it know, pretty sad that we all know their names? I think this I man don't kills children. <laughs> all right, one last story: HBO's upcoming Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon, will debut on HBO and HBO Max uh, uh, August twenty first. That's the date. The company announced the date Wednesday with a picture of what appears to be a hatching dragon egg which hopefully means that we'll see at least one of the beasts in the upcoming show. They say it's going to be very similar in tone to MTV's The Grind. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What was, the, what was the format of The Grind? What was that it was like a dance party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there was kind of like working out a little bit, too, right? Wasn't there like a, with a... I don't remember. Perhaps. That guy, yeah. uh, Eric Knees, I think we yeah, had yeah. in the studio. Oh By the way, Eric Knees, yeah. who's a big proponent of drinking your own urine. Okay. Oh, yes. I did not know that either. Good way to work out. House of the Dragon is based on George R. R. Martin's 2019 book, Fire and Blood, and is focused on, as the name suggests, House Targaryen. Uh, it's set 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones, uh, which features Daenerys Targaryen as one of the main characters, of course. So, so I'm excited. Besides um, special creature characters in that realm, the, the humans are just human. They, they're, they're, they're not they're not. Um, oh. Yeah, they don't necessarily. Well, they're not Daenerys, immortal or live uh, 150 years. Or they don't anything. have powers. Well, right. she could talk to the dragons, right. but she didn't have. Well, we could she could be burned. To the dragon, she could. She could. Uh, she. She could control fire. Could she not? No. Yeah. No? no, she couldn't control fire, but she could. She could withstand heat. She could withstand heat. Yeah, that's pretty superpowerish. That is. Yes, yeah. you're right. All right, so we're ready for clips now. Yay. Here we go. Stephen Grant discovers that he suffers with a disassociative identity disorder and shares a body with mercenary Mark Spector in Moon Knight. Mm. Here, Oscar Isaac touches on the importance of shining light onto mental health in the MCU. For us to tell a story that's very much point of view inside the it makes the viewer feel what it feels like to be dealing with not understanding your own reality and why things are happening the way things are happening i I thought that was a real big opportunity to talk about those things on a massive scale which is the marvel universe new episodes moon night air wednesdays on disney plus so if you if you have some issues where you're feeling anxious or something it's quite possible you're a superhero you could be a superhero (laughs) so when does this it's out. It yeah, is it out? Yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Watch it? Yeah. No, yeah, I, I want to wait till the weekend. What'd you think? I watched it. I'm, I liked it. I, I have to go back and I have to watch it again. I'm only disappointed that they didn't release two episodes at first. Sure. Right. Yeah, they yeah, only yeah. released one and it just, I'm like, come on, man. The reviews you gotta, have been good. You got to do the two. You got to do the two. All right. So you know what they did with the Righteous Gemstones? They released one episode, uh-huh. but it was an hour long this versus their shorter minutes. segments. So that's probably going to be the average... I guess uh, yeah. length of each episode. Two. So that sucks. Two. 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 Next clip. All right. Two episodes of the Righteous Gemstones. We have another moon thing. Moonshot. 
begins with a college student who is traveling to Mars to see her boyfriend. So it's based on a real story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and helps a barista sneak on board the space shuttle. In this clip... What? I know. Okay. <laughs> in this clip... Lana Condor uh, talks about how special effects completely shifted her perception of the movie. Here it is. When we were making the film, everything was green screen, so we didn't really know what any of this was going to look like. Um, so when I was able to finally watch the final um, cut of the film, it it was almost as if I was I like didn't know anything about the movie, and I was just watching mm. it for the first time with brand new eyes. I don't, don't want. I don't nope. think I want to see it. Moonshot uh, premieres tonight on HBO Max. What is the music? Moon River. Oh, this is Moon River? Yeah. No, this is a big lead to Moon River is a lot more. This It says Moon River. This isn't Moon River. This is a uh, Bossa Nova. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah no. it's like Herb Alpert's yeah, Moon right. River cover or something. <laughs> Steve Morrison. Thank you. On the mouth trumpet. <laughs> it's an uh-huh. upbeat. The original Moon River, Henry Mancini won the Oscar for Best Soundtrack. Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Those are fun facts. Dude, your mouth trumpet is really good. good right? um, is I man? almost like want to do mouth a contest. Yeah. You know, mouth trumpet or, or actual trumpet. Uh, we can do that. That is a band name, though, right? Mouth, Mouth Trump- Trumpet. Mouth Trumpet. Mouth Trumpet. Is yeah. it? Yeah. There was a band called Butt Trumpet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember That's them. They had, song, they had a song called You're Ugly. Butt Trumpet wins. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Butt Trumpet. Um, all right. Well, let's just, you know what? Somebody wow. make me an old-fashioned, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're going out on the patio to watch oh, the fireworks. <laughs> I with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not even going to play the music back, no. Casey. We're, we're going out with this. We're going out with this? Yeah, get All right, rid of baby. that. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Dan Arbach of the Black Keys will be joining us on the President Steve Show. <laughs> Hang out with us, you crazy kid. You. We'll be back in a few. MMR rocks Women's History Month. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dorothy. This is Amy Lee. It's Joan Jett. It's Lizzie Hale from the band Hailstorm. Hi, I'm Nia Strauss. This is Jen and Corey. We're from Skillet. What's up? Hey, it's Taylor Momsen from The Pretty Reckless. This is Lilith Starr. Hey, y'all. It's Rebecca and Megan. Together, we're Lark and Poe. Rock and roll is visceral. Rock and roll is powerful. And so are the voices behind it. Women have always been and will always be a driving force in rock history. And our voices and our instruments are just getting louder every day. Getting louder every day every single day so from me everyone in hailstorm from evanescence from the pretty reckless from the black arts and wmmr 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 thank you thank you thank you for writing the next chapter with us wmmr saluting all the women who've rocked our world go kill it ladies uh we got a little bit of time before we get uh, mr arbach on with us so i have a couple of shard outs all right we can do real quick uh, this is from Diana, and she says, uh, good morning, G-E-W-D, good morning. I am requesting a juicy shout-out for Marky Wright from South Jersey. Marky was one of the quarantine idol contestants huh. that Kathy was not fond of, she says. <laughs> More importantly, this shout-out is specifically for his uh, future listener, daughter, uh, oh, uh, Mila's first birthday, uh, which is tomorrow. And Marky works hard as an engineer while avidly listening to the Presidency podcast between practicing with his band, Fault Line. 
and being a rock and roll dad. I appreciate you all at the show. Love you so much. Moist regards <laughs> from Diana. And then she writes, Yoo-hoo! On there. Yeah! So uh, a shout out, if you would, please. That's for uh, Marky Wright's daughter, Mila, her first birthday. Uh, another one says, hey, Preston, Thursday, April 31st, my boyfriend, TC, and I will celebrate one year together, and he absolutely loves you guys. He's talked about the show to me for the, uh, the entire year, and I finally gave in and started listening to you guys this year. Needless to say, I'm hooked on the show. Yay! And I love listening to all of you. We both listen to the show every weekday and talk about it after work. You guys became a part of our relationship for sure. So please uh, send a shout out to him for putting up with me for this entire year. He loves to be called Tommy Chrissy. Uh, Who hello, wouldn't? LOL, love you guys. And that is from uh, Jenny Hammerschmidt. So there's one from Jenny. Hammerschmidt's a great name. It is a great yeah. name. That would lead to some great nicknames. Is this a Hammerschmidt Ballroom? What is the Hammersmith? Oh, Hammerschmidt. Hammerstein. 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 And then who? Frankenstein was the monster. Okay, That's I got right. it. Yeah, you got it. Uh, and then uh, this one says, Morning, Preston. I want to fight you. Well, no, I want to no. fight you. Okay. In the words of, in yeah. the words of Frank Rizzo. Yeah. yeah in the yeah, words yeah, of yeah, Rizzo. Yeah. Is yeah, that's the reference here. So, um, Get away from me. I, I was hoping to... Your cologne's too powerful. <laughs> I, I want to fight you. I did put some on this morning, by the way. Which, wait, wait, the gray flannel? Gray flannel. All I right. did. I've been wearing it, like, every day. Yeah. I had gray flannel mixed with a little tiger bomb this morning. Wow. Because my shoulder's oh. kind of sore. That's the so. perfect blend. Yeah, right? Mm, by myself, I'll take you physically. <laughs> I'll use my mouth on you. Oh, gee. Oh. Uh, so uh, Ron goes on to say, I was hoping to send a uh, shard out to an incredible selfless lady named Tor. No specific date, but the sooner the better. She is a loyal president, Steve listener, listening in Flor- living in Florida at the moment. Uh, but she streams you guys daily. I was hoping the crew at, at PNS could help her hear this message. We're going through a period of reevaluation at the moment, mm. uh, but I just want her to know that I'm doing the work and making positive changes in my life in hopes that she will spend the rest of her life with me. Tor. Uh, we love you, Tor, from Ron and Riley. Riley is her pup, it says. All right. So there's a show. I think Tor is short for Tori? Yeah, T-O-R. Okay. Yeah, Tori. <laughs> um, so, by the way, MM March Madness. Uh, so some interesting things took place. Just giving you a heads up on the results from yesterday. Uh, Shinedown beat Godsmack. Uh, Tom Petty beat Bon Jovi. Yes. And that was in Pierre's show. It was, yeah. Which is pretty wild. And, and Tom Petty is a Preston C band, so it was Shinedown. Uh, then you had uh, Metallica beat Green Day. Led Zeppelin beat Pink Floyd. Foo Fighters took out Linkin Park. Van Halen beat Rush. I was... I was torn in that one, but as you asked me yesterday, Case, I was leaning towards Rush, but Van Halen took the victory. Uh, Then you have uh, Pearl Jam lost to Chris Cornell, Nick. I don't think it was close. I think Cornell got like 70% of the vote or something like that. Okay. Um, I was surprised, but I I guess in in, uh, March Madness, I'm not surprised. I, I never... Surprised with the results, but then I think ahead of time, well, I think Pearl Jam's got this, and then it happens. Like, no, all right, they don't. Well, you know, they're of the same ilk. Yeah. And, 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 and so I think appeal to the same audiences. Sure. And, and uh, the fact that he can bring in the um, the collection of the uh, things, yeah. you know, that he's the involved with, that certainly helps. Yeah. Uh, Nick, by the way, did you get tickets for the Pearl Jam shows? Yes. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, just the one show in Camden. Um, and uh, they're doing Madison Square Garden on September 11th, which is kind of interesting. So Pearl right. Jam in New York City on, on 9-11. Uh, and then uh, later that week, they'll be in Camden. Okay. Uh, and then the last matchup from yesterday was Queen 
beating the Rolling Stones. Wow. <laughs> that was a big one. I I was kind of feeling that the Stones were going to win that one. Oh, were you? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, again, yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear what was played. Yeah. A lot of times it comes right down to what you're hearing right at the point of voting, and that can sway you substantially. But I do have to say that you guys, all of you guys, um, you know, Preston, Steve, uh, Pierre, Pancake, Jackson, Sarah, and uh, Jackie and Brent, did a really good job of picking your bands because if you look at the uh, the excellent eight, the fi- I mean, if you look at the seating, they're all like, yeah, they're almost, all pretty neck and neck. They're all pretty neck and neck. And like, yep. so for instance, like Tom Petty, that was your pick, Press mm-hmm. and Steve. That was your first pick of that um, decade bracket. So yep. it, it's a four seed, but you guys, I think, picked last. Well, you know what I'm saying? No, I know. Everyone, everyone is definitely doing a, a solid job, and the selections were great. Tom yeah. Petty happens to always rate incredibly high when they're doing music testing here at MMR. I have Tom Petty and Metallica in the finals, and, and Petty winning, so we'll see if that holds. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think wins between Zeppelin and Queen? Oh, man. Um, the default would probably be Zeppelin, yeah. but, I, but if Queen can take out Rolling Stone, the Rolling right? Stones... I mean, yeah. I like Queen more than... I'm, me personally, my personal yeah. pick yeah. is Queen. Me okay. too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, but I also know the force that Led Zeppelin is, right. and, uh, uh, you know, the, the people are just diehard about that. For band. me, there's only, I think, one Zeppelin song that I will listen to every time it's on. And what all the it? other... It's um, Over the Hills and Far Away. Yeah. All the other ones, you know, is sort of hit or miss. But Queen, I mean, there are... I mean, it's like all their songs I'll listen to every single time I hear it. For years, Preston, you know, when, when the, the rock stations we listened to growing up would, would have their battle like this. Yeah. It's just a given that Led Zeppelin was going to finish off in the number one spot. Oh, yeah. Yes. Or uh, when I grew up listening to, like, uh, you know, the top 500 or whatever, right, 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 like right. Uh, Indy 500. What would be number one? The Stairway, Stairway to, Heaven. to Heaven, yeah. yeah. Stairway to Heaven or Layla. Um, yeah. from, yes. From uh, Derek and the Dominoes. Freebird occasionally. Freebird, yep. Yeah, and then, because yep. uh, yeah, MGK does it, and the, I think last year they did um, uh, Do You Feel Like We Do by Frampton, I think, one, Ooh. which is another great uh, epic song. I, the, like, the length of the song has something to do with it. I agree. I agree with you. So the matchups today will include, uh, at 1 o'clock, Shinedown against Foo Fighters. So like Casey's ever, down to the 8 now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shinedown against Foo Fighters. So that's the uh, President Steve show against uh, Pancake and Pierre. They have Foo Fighters. We have Shinedown. Uh, we took last year's victor. We, well, we got first shot. So. That fan base yeah. is so aggressive. We and then, love them. And then at 3 o'clock, we have Tom Petty against Van Halen. <sighs> and uh, Jackson and Sarah have Van Halen. Both Steve and I have Tom Petty. Yep. Uh, 5 o'clock. It's the only one we're not in, Steve. Metallica versus Chris Cornell. I got to believe Metallica takes that because their fans are rabid. I think so again, yeah. Uh, and then at 7 o'clock, the final matchup of the day will be Led Zeppelin versus Queen. Mm-hmm. Jackson and Sarah have Led Zeppelin. We have Queen, and you get to decide who that winner is going to be. So, yeah, and, and like you said, it, whatever they choose to play <laughs> during those sets can sometimes be the difference that it makes. So when we have our guest on in a moment, do we tell him he lost in the first round? Oh, Wait, no. who, who did they lose Skip to? Uh, Hailstorm. There were they, listen. There were a multitude I of. So, that's <laughs> the one thing with this. Immediately, great bands I just know. get shunted to the side. Like, yep. oh well, it's the way it goes. Yep, exactly. I could never gamble on stuff like this. I, you know, I, my ability to predict. But Preston grabbed up Shine Down right out of the gate, and that was as smart a move as you could make. I yeah, I disagree, Steve. I think you could gamble on this. Like I, I said, could lose a lot. You but could I could lose gamble, a lot. Yeah, yeah. But like I'm just saying that like basically. All of the bands that are picked in, in this last were the uh, everybody's first pick of that um, of that particular bracket. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so no, I know you what you're guys, saying. I think you guys were all pretty keyed in on, on you know, what the people love. <laughs> we had a random selection with Fleetwood Mac, and they surprised us. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and and what you got to do is you have to you have to either go with what you love yeah. mm-hmm. or what you think might actually go the distance. It's like your mom, Casey, when she's going through the final four. It's all four Catholic schools <laughs> yes. in the final. She spends she months watching. still got Villanova watching. in there, right? <laughs> she, uh, I think... I think yeah, but she has she had Gonzaga winning at all, but um, but okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You pick what you so she she picked what she loved, yeah, versus what she thinks actually hard have a over a the shot brain, yeah, exactly, yeah. So uh, that does continue today, and like I said, instead of going off at noon, it's going to be one o'clock, and uh, you uh, are the one that makes this happen. So it's brought to you by Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City. Uh, Marissa gave me an indication. We're about a minute away All right. uh, from getting Dan Arbach on this morning. Real quick, did you see the article I sent you, Preston, about uh, Eric Church canceling his show on yes. Saturday yeah. night? I already had it here. Okay, all right. Uh, and we don't have time to go into okay. it right now. but It was a um, Final Four-related thing, which is why I brought it up. And, yeah, that's okay. We'll, yep. we'll chat about it later. Yep, but uh, our guest is ready to go. Oh, there you go. I love this. Earliest rock star interview <laughs> ever. It's got to be. Yeah. 7.30 in the morning. I didn't. He's had to have been up all night, I'm Got, guessing, yeah. just because of rock stars in there. Maybe he does goat yoga in the morning. <laughs> Maybe he does that. Uh, listen, we love this band. We love his band. Casey had a chance to, uh, when they were in town last, uh, have a one-on-one interview with him. I was so nervous, but he um, he was gentle with me. Uh, and we <laughs> just played the song Wild Child from Black Keys. Please welcome Mr. Dan Arbach. Yay! Hi, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Have you been up all night, or did you actually wake up this morning to do this interview? I've been I've been up all evening. Okay. There you go. I had a feeling. Rock stars. I had just enough drugs to do this interview. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Listen, you, you got to know how to parse it out. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get me yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Dan, congratulations uh, on, you know, more music. You guys keep cranking it out. The, uh, the album is coming out May 13th. And we've been playing, like I said, a wild child, and it's it's so wild because normally, you know, before you sit down and, and talk to a musician, you listen to the whole whole album, yeah. you check it out, and it kind of it doesn't really happen that way right. anymore. We get little bits and pieces. Um, do you prefer doing it the way things are done now? Where we like one song at a time? You mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of fun to set up a record like that. You know, get some you know a couple visuals going, and uh, you know. Couple songs, one at a time. Okay. Uh, speaking of visuals, the video is a trip. Uh, so, uh, you guys are, are are dressed up as a uh, as a janitor and a and a cook at a high school, and it actually it's pretty disgusting too, uh, because you get the pleasure of cleaning up vomit and all that stuff. <laughs> Whose concept was it to go back into the halls of a high school? I mean, it's just a documentary. <laughs> it's, just a do- it's based on fact. Oh, and by the way, I loved the the setup video for the new music where you guys were at a uh, you were at a, a school board meeting. I assume That's is right. what that was. That was great. Yeah, we have a lot of angry fans that are, they can't <laughs> believe that, that we're getting treated like that. <laughs> Please tell me, did people actually think it was legit? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you know, the, the concept of, of you know, of putting... I, rarely do I get to see videos associated with the music these days, and it used to be an essential part of the process. Uh, but, you know, you, you forget how an effective video can can help finesse people into listening to the music. So w- where does it fall on priority list for, for you guys as far as making sure there's a solid accompanying video? I don't know, you know. 
call us old fashioned, I guess. We like doing it. Yeah. It seems like you're having I mean, a, a fun, a fun time. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it should be fun. I mean, we always liked videos like that. So, um, Brian Schlamm is the guy who wrote it and directed it, and he's really amazing. I remember there was a stretch where, the, uh, from the video world, you were getting people like Russell Mulcahy, who you know started in music videos and started and became a, a, a huge director. You had a, a like a conga line of people who who graduated from that. So uh, you know, there, there's clearly talent in that realm. Yeah, we're waiting for Brian to get his next movie. We want to be in his movie. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Dan, I wanted to ask about um, your your songwriting. Um, you guys, you, you just rate, you, you, you write awesome, catchy, feel-good, sing-along tunes, which I love. It's a type, I call them roll-down-the-window songs. So you can be in your car, you can roll down the window and just take it in and sing along and kind of forget about everything else and have a good time. And I, and, and it seems like you just crank them out Easily has songwriting always been something that that just comes naturally to you, or is it a craft that you really had to work on? You know, it, I got a lot better as soon as I met Pat. Okay, and I, I think vice versa. You know, I, we just got lucky, man. We we grew up a block and a half from each other, and <laughs> we had this natural connection. And it was like, as soon as Pat and I started playing music, it was like instantly sounded like music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that was very rare. Still is. And and that's that's what happens with great bands uh, throughout the history of rock. These people met each other. Yeah. They were the right people to meet each other, to influence each other, to feedback, you know, get the right feedback and, and create some of the greatest music we've ever heard. When it comes to the writing process, because, you know, Pat plays drums, what else does he do that contributes to the, the songwriting as well? Does he write uh, melodic things? Oh, man, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And we actually started... A bunch of these songs are just around the table with some acoustic guitars trying to come up with lyrics with people like um, our friend Angelo and uh, <clears throat> and uh, our friend Greg, who co-wrote some of the songs with us. And Pat was right there with us, throwing ideas back and forth. And when we're in the studio, he's playing synth, he's playing bass, he's playing guitar. Okay. I mean, whatever whatever needs doing, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Uh, when I had the opportunity, uh, Dan, to sit down and talk to you a couple of years ago, um, you know, I'd asked you about, um, you know, when you t- started taking guitar lessons or something along those lines. And you were like, no, I, n- I never took a guitar lesson. So essentially, you're you're, you're self-taught. Um, and I don't know when you uh, picked up the guitar for the first time, but, you know, I recently heard an interview with uh, Slash that uh, he was actually like a, a BMX guy, right? And and that's what he did from the time the sun, you know, came up to this, it went down. And then around 14 years old is when he picked up the guitar for the first time and completely stopped riding his bike <laughs> and, and music became his life. So at what point, how old were you when you picked up the guitar and, and did that take over your life? It was when I was 14. Yeah. <laughs> the exact yeah, same age. Yeah, it was. I mean, uh, I, I was playing sports before that pretty pretty full on and I I played some sports in high school but when I turned 14 I that's when I um started playing. And, and, then, and was it was like the switch flipped at that point? Absolutely. Yeah, you kind of get you bit with that bug and it's just yeah. like there's no turning back, you know. My family played music, they played bluegrass when I when we had family reunions and I would see them play guitars and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to have a Martin guitar and and play and <laughs> sing those songs with them. Um so <laughs> You're self-taught. How, how quickly did you take to the instrument? Was it difficult for you, or were you just a natural? Uh, it was hard, but, you know, 
I was young and dumb and butt-headed and uh-huh. just kept at it. <laughs> nice. Because it's, it's such a wonderful thing to... I wish, you know, that I had learned learned an instrument. I, I think it, 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 it is so important. That's why music programs in schools are so important because it does help you to think and process things and it, it opens up a whole world to you. Um, I mean, you're a perfect example. What we, was soccer your sport, I think? Was, it, was that what I read? Yeah. Yeah, I used to, yeah, I used to play soccer. And, and so everything everything shifts at that point, and and, and that's the, the great way. If you find something that you're interested in learning, you're you're an unstoppable force. And, and sadly, a lot of times kids aren't introduced or given the chance to find that thing. I know. You know, my biggest regret is I never learned how to play piano. My mom was a piano teacher, and that was like the one place where I uh, rebelled and I'm like an idiot. Uh- Oh, you had your own teacher right there. (laughs) Do you think, and it's it's weird to sound, uh, say, because you guys are, uh, you guys just put out great song after great song and great album after great album, but do you think, had you played the piano, that it would make you a better songwriter? I don't know, man. Every time we have to uh, hire a piano player, I just kick myself. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) Speaking of hiring, Dan, I wanted to ask about the dynamic of being in a a two-member band um, that needs more than that for support when when playing live and choosing who are going to be your musicians uh, for a particular tour. Um, Do you go with, uh, with people you know? Do you have auditions? How does that work out? Well, the guys who've been playing with us recently, the Gabbard brothers, are from Cincinnati. They were in a band called The Shams, and the Black Keys played our very first show with them in Cleveland. Oh, wow. So we've known them for a long time. By the way, what was it? Uh, did you post it was 20 years ago? It was a 20-year, uh, was it just 20, 20 yes- years ago. Yesterday. yesterday or something like that? Jeez. was your first gig. That's right. Oh, that is, that is wild. What was that night like? Well, we had 45 minutes of material, and we played it in about 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pacing is the big just, thing. I don't remember any of it. It was such a blur. I just remember, like, coming to, like, backstage after the show. Like, what happened? What just happened? <laughs> Did they tell you to play more because you had more time left? No, they booked us. And they gave, they paid us $10, and then they booked us for, the for like, uh, two weeks later. Okay, and we got we got paid zero dollars on the next gig. Wow! <laughs> All right, so with with this hiring, uh, you know, people to play and 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 be a part of your band, um, do you foresee yourself becoming comfortable with some people and maybe making them a full time part of Black Keys? Man, I think Black Keys are just Pat and I. Okay, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're in the studio. I mean, we'll invite people to come record with us, but you know, the band is always just going to be the two of us. It's like. We're so fortunate we get to do this, and we, you know, we've known each other for so long. It's like, you know, that that's just what it is. It's 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 the two of us. Yeah, well, it's like it, I always think of the, the example of 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 Ghost. You know, you you have the essentially the 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 one man who is Ghost, and everyone else is in masks. So all of your um, backup musicians from here on in have them wear masks because they're easily interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dan and Pat masks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a great it makes, idea. It makes, it, makes yeah. it so much easier. There's nothing creepy about that. Nothing no, about no, that. no, the audience no. wouldn't be chilled. Mm-mm. No, but I do like you, um, you know, uh, aside from the band, you do like to collaborate with the same people, you know, time and time again. And I wanted to talk about your relationship with uh, with Perry. 
uh, Perry Shaw, who does uh, the, your concert posters. He does them for the Black Keys. He does it for your solo stuff. My favorite concert poster. He's was, from Philly, he, by the way. Yeah, he's from Philly. But your concert poster. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I didn't know. Right? I'm letting our audience know that. For those who may he's not never, know that. He's never mentioned that. No, no. But uh, the one concert poster, it was just, um, it was just words, and it just says the Black Keys aren't as bad as Philadelphians say they are, uh, and that might be my favorite concert poster. Do you have a, a favorite uh, of yours over the years? Ooh, I don't know, but everything Perry does, I love. He's the absolute best. Shout out to Perry. And then how did you guys end up uh, meeting and, and started uh, working together? We we met through a band called um, Jeff the Brotherhood, who, who are here in um, Nashville. I, I worked on a record with them. And and then uh, Perry and I did, the first record we did together was a, for an African group I recorded, uh, a guy named Bombino. And, uh, man, I've, we've been working together ever since. You know, you, you talk about so being a two-member uh, band, and, and you have your your sound, you, you know, the concept of what you are seems to be so solidified, and yet you produce other other artists. Um, um, that's a skill I assume you have to uh, have to develop to, because it can't be about you. You're going to have to enhance what they are. Um, was that difficult at first? No, I, I love doing that. I love being part of a team. You know what I mean? That's my favorite kind of music. Is like grew up watching my family play bluegrass and everyone has a really important role to play. And, uh, you know, I like being a part of a record no matter what, you know, no matter if I'm playing guitar or not. I don't really care, to be honest, you know. Hey, uh, you know what, Dan, and being uh, Nashville-based and the ridiculous amount of live music that takes place in that town, do you ever just pop out somewhere and go jump in with some people you might know and and, uh, gig a little bit for fun? Uh, not very often, to be honest. I mean, I go uh, lurk around at night sometimes, but um, I don't really bring my guitar with me. <laughs> lurking, lurking sounds a little, <laughs> a little weird. Are, are, we, go, we go, we go lurk in the shadows of the bar. <laughs> okay, I was not behind hedges and stuff like that. It's just regular nightlife. Where's uh, Jackie Bam Bam at? Is he in there? <laughs> no, actually, he's, a... he's listening. You know, he does the uh, the seven to midnight shift, but he stays up all night long working on his show for he the does. for the following day. I yeah. guarantee you, he's listening right now. Yeah, he's a vampire. He's a mummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your relationship with Jackie? He's my uh, he's my father figure. <laughs> <Is> your father? <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> I don't know if there is a, if there's another human on this planet that loves music as much as Jackie Bam Bam. Mm. Wait. I know. Yeah. yeah, the enthusiasm is very real. Yeah. Dan, are you a uh, a fan of ice hockey? Um, I'm I'm trying to get into it. Okay. We got a team here and I'm, I I want to take my son. Yeah, uh, well, the Flyers were just there. The Flyers are not great this year, but every time I hear uh, the song Lonely Boy, uh, I associate it with you and your band because the, they, the Flyers did this thing called the Road to Winter Classic. Uh, this is probably a decade ago at this point, but they used Lonely Boy so well in that series. And now when I hear it, I just think about uh, this hockey montage. It was it was voiced. Uh, the, the narration on it was, was fantastic. And that song does show up in a lot of different pop culture, um, uh, you know, segments and, and different... Um, Different places. Do you do you pay attention to when your own songs show up in different pop culture places, or does it is it just something where you're like, all right, you can license it, and then it, it is where it is? No, I just get pleasantly surprised. I guess you know, <laughs> I love I love that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I think it's that blows my mind when when uh, when teams play our music. I think that's the coolest. It used to be such a that. weird thing because there was this all this you know everyone's sort of. Uh, yeah, your spot was in a commercial for you know a rental car or whatever, 
And and now there there seems to be none of that. You know, like there's not people don't automatically bristle at the notion of a band music ending up for a promotional thing. But I remember years ago it used to be <laughs> they sold out, man. I know. <laughs> Pusha T just did a diss song to McDonald's. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yes, I was reading about that. He, yeah. What, what was his claim? He he claimed that he did the uh, was it loving it or. What was the, their jingle that he or that he created the hamburger? I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Dan, we're excited for a uh, whole host of new music from uh, from Black Keys, the 11th studio album. Uh, Dropout Boogie is on May 13th. We're celebrating the 20th anniversary of the band performing. It's pretty damn cool. You can pre-order that, by the way. Uh, DropoutBoogie.com, I believe. Uh, so if you want to get on uh, ahead of time, and then of course you guys are coming to town uh, July 30th in Camden. So Black Keys summertime. And we've show. got a local band. We've got a local band, Ceramic Animal, opening for us. Oh, nice. excellent, excellent. Billy, Billy band, come on. Yeah, love it, man. We'll, we'll bring the love. All right, Dan. Thanks for checking in this morning, and uh, we'll we'll uh, tell Jackie Bam Bam your dad. You said hi. <laughs> All right, and we'll, uh, we'll talk again down the road. Dan Arbach, guys. Hey. Black Keys on the President Steve Show. Shout out Jackie like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I didn't know they were uh, they were tight. I didn't see that coming at I all. Can't believe what I just heard. <laughs> Blab them out. It's gonna blow up with this. It's so wild. How many rock stars? He knows everybody. Know Jackie, and it's like I've met a lot of rock stars too. Not one of them have any idea who I am. <laughs> Jackie just makes this impression. He yeah, just, he absolutely. You, you gotta love the guy. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back in a moment. Bizarre file stories are on the way when we return. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre. Brought to you this morning by Monster Jam. The big league's monster truck competition comes to Lincoln Financial Field April 16th, and you can visit monsterjam.com for details. So, an Ohio man is facing a theft charge after allegedly stealing $336.93 worth of sex toys from an adult novelty store. Cops responded Saturday morning to a panic alarm from a Cirilla's store west of Cleveland. Cirilla's is a 60-store chain with outlets across the Midwest. And a store employee identified the shoplifting suspect as a white male carrying a large knife on his hip. Wow. Uh, Upon arriving at the store, officers spotted Joshua Millsap exiting Cirilla's and entering the passenger side of a Ford sedan parked outside. When they confronted him, Millsap reportedly admitted to stealing the merchandise from the store. Uh, they recovered some of the sex toys from the vicinity of the car's passenger seat. Uh, a Cirilla's clerk advised that there were items that were still missing. Millsap then reported. Why are you walking like a duck? Copped to cutting a <laughs> slit in his jacket and concealing the other sex toys Jeez. in the garment. 
Once they checked the jacket, they located the additional items, and I have a list of the things that he stole, if you're interested in hearing those. Yeah, please, let's give us uh, something to uh, think about for the holidays. He got the shapeshifter anal, the vibrating ring, huh. a three-pack of C-rings, uh, universal pump sleeve, <laughs> a urethral sound oh. trainer. Ooh, no. So Whatever what is that? Uh, sounding. sounding is when they, yeah. well, Casey had that yesterday at his doctor's appointment. Oh, yeah. yes. It was great. Where I, they I totally stick get it. that where, yeah. Oh. And what kind oh. of sound does it make besides, <laughs> <laughs> they also stole. He also stole an inflatable G vibrator and uh, something called Stay Hard Donut Rings. <laughs> the, uh, they're great, great for dads and grads. Um, the anal shifting thing. Uh, that's that's uh, shapeshifter anal. Yeah. So. Uh, Millsap was cited for misdemeanor theft since he was the subject of an outstanding warrant in another ju- jurisdiction. Police turned him over to state police. Uh, this is messed up. When investigators found 15 thawing body parts of a young woman in black garbage bags in a steep ditch in northern Italy last Sunday, they were unclear exactly where to start the identification process. It was clear that she had been dead for months, but no immediate missing person search turned up any likely identities. Though her body parts had been frozen and reasonably well-preserved, her face had been burned. Oh, my God. Making it impossible to identify her easily, police say. But seven of her 11 distinct tattoos were intact. So the police started trying to match the tattoos to any known photos posting some of the missing persons alert. Within a few hours, she was identified as Italian-Dutch national uh, Carol Maltese. An adult actress who worked under the name Charlotte Angie. She started her career on OnlyFans during the pandemic. Oh, boy. And was picked up by several international pornography production houses and had done several shoots abroad. I wonder if this was a stalker fan situation. Among the tattoos still visible were the words step-by-step on her right ankle, wanderlust on her collarbone, elegance is down her back, and she also had an inverted V on an inner thigh and two on the other, which were recognizable in many of her porn films, and it was soon clear that she had not posted any pics to social media since January, and her friends reported her missing. They thought maybe she was on a photo shoot or something right, like that, right. a video shoot. Last week, police released her name to find out if any had information about her grisly demise, and early Tuesday, police swooped into the home of a 43-year-old banker named David Fontana, and they charged him with first-degree homicide. God. The man came forward when her name was announced to say that he knew her but denied having anything to do with her disappearance. Police said they soon found inconsistencies with his story and started tracking his movements over the last several months. And the search of his home found an ample freezer, the same style garbage bags and DNA evidence linking him to the murder. That's messed up. Particularly brutal. A 17-year-old boy was arrested Tuesday in relation to a destruction of property investigation that included a dumpster fire, a brazen bakery break-in, and vandalized vehicles. Did you say a brazen bakery break-in? Yes, (laughs) a brazen bakery break-in. A brazen bakery break-in. No, brazen bakery. Break a break. Okay. Brazen bakery (laughs) break-in. Uh, Omaha police responded to the break-in call around 6.08 a.m. Tuesday morning at the Cake Gallery. When officers arrived at the scene, they noticed cakes missing from their business. Jeffrey Massey, the owner of uh, Trezenbold, uh, also called police to report a dumpster fire on his property. He said while investigating the fire, he noticed that his business car had been damaged. And officers found multiple cars damaged, some of them with cakes smashed onto the car's broken windshields. Wow. Is that the home of Connie's Cake Kayaks? And they also found five <laughs> trash cans on fire and tires slashed on 30 vehicles. 
Holy uh, hell. Some vehicles had all four tires pop. So somebody went nuts. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, this kid would ended up, uh, they, they tracked him down, they found him, he was booked into the detention center for multiple charges, police believe. Several other teenagers were involved in the incident. I had a sugar rush. The investigation is continuing. And then we'll do one more story. Okay, this one's a little involved, but very interesting, okay? I'm on board. This is in Palm Beach, Florida. A resident named Nicole Hayden had an attractive uh, pursuer slide into her DMs. Mm. But she had no idea that her first encounter with the face of a man she thought she was uh, talking to would eventually end up into a wild story that you have to see to believe. He introduced himself as Marcus, a marine engineer whose profile included a short biography reading, I'm not for everyone, but I'm okay with that. Hayden, who is a single mother of two, said the first messages he sent were casual, but within days he quickly advanced to gestures. All of a sudden, she said, I was starting to see it was becoming heavy. I love you. I want to marry you. I immediately knew something was wrong at this yeah. point. Before she eventually blocked the account, Marcus even suggested traveling to Florida meet her family for Thanksgiving. Uh, Nicole also explained that before she blocked him, she had sent the man a photo of herself at the beach and that Marcus ended up altering that photo into one that made her look like she was naked. And Marcus attempted to use the pic to blackmail her and demanded $6,500. So she just uh-huh. she blocked him and all that stuff. So it, she didn't fall for the extortion plot. But one day, the photograph of the man used by Marcus... Showed up again on her Instagram. It was the same photo as before, but with a new name this time. The profile said that they were Alex the Officer, or Alessandro Cinquinci, who claimed to be a veteran officer with Carnival Cruise Line. And in the most plot twist twist that's ever been, the two started messaging and eventually FaceTiming, and she discovered this time he was actually the dude that was saying who he was. What? The other guy, the scammer, was using the picture of this guy... Holy hell. Isn't that wild? That is yeah. wild. So the couple then began dating, uh, and uh, she he lives in Miami. or he Yeah, she lives uh, in a different part of Florida. Uh, the couple have been dating since January and jointly decided to go public with their story in an effort to warn women. Apparently, Alex's photo is being used by hundreds of imposters every day. So it's just one of those guys that gets his picture used. Yeah. And it happens. It happens. It happens to people that we know. And he's the real guy. That's and, and she had had gotten tried to get scammed wow. by somebody wow. who was using this guy's photo. Yeah, just by happenstance. And then meets the legit guy, and they hit it off. That's crazy. Isn't that wild. Yeah. So love, uh, right? Cinquinci uh, said that uh, he has received uh, messages from women around the globe, anywhere from Peru to right in our own backyard of Palm Beach County, with many of the women telling him his imposter uses names like Alex Thomas Riley. And uh, we can't forget good old Marcus, he said. He's but a good-looking tra- dude. He's tried to stop it and can't can't mm. put an end to it. At yep. some point, we got to chat with Karen Hep uh, about what she went through because she's been yeah. open about it now. She's allowed Same to talk deal. about it. Yeah, very similar. And uh, She's still going for, through it. Yeah, yeah. It, it could actually make it to the Supreme Court, which is fascinating. And so, like, there are uh, so many vagaries when it comes to the law here. And I'm really interested to hear what... Her experience has been like. There are people. I, there are people that are using my photo. Yeah. On uh, on on some dating sites and stuff like that. I mean, you're really and, hot. And first yeah. of all, you're an idiot. You can do <laughs> way better yeah. than me. Okay. And uh, that's but, Prestone Robizi. Yeah. So it's and and really, I I don't have any recourse. Yeah. So you know whatever. Yeah. But you know what? It feels kind of good to know that I'm still out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Even if you're not still out there. Still out there, yeah. even though I'm not really out there. <laughs> still working. Hey, ladies. Yeah. Hey, ladies. <laughs> and we're gentlemen. Come here. 
The name is Dr. <laughs> Chet Wainwright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, let's take a break, but not before I give away some movie passes. We have the screening of the movie Ambulance, which is on uh, Tuesday. Who are you going to call? The screening will be at the AMC Fashion District in Center City. Uh, so we'll take five callers right now, 215-263-WMMR. Uh, it's directed by Michael Bay. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. Uh, we have uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen and so on. It's rated R, only in theaters April 8th. But this screening is next Tuesday and it will be at the AMC Fashion District in Center City. So five callers. We'll give you those movie passes. Back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. What a musician, Mike Campbell. He's got some amazing stories to tell from his early days with the Heartbreakers to memories of Tom Petty and his latest project, The Dirty Knobs. Listen to the entire conversation with me, Pierre Robert, on WMMR.com. Just click podcasts. We're going to get uh, comedian Pete Holmes on a little bit in the 9 o'clock hour. There's this interesting story. (laughs) Uh, Country music star Eric Church. I, I hate country music. I can't stand it. Uh, so this wouldn't be a big deal to me personally, but I hate when people cancel last minute on you, and I can't stand that. Uh, and he canceled a sold-out show that was scheduled for Saturday in San Antonio, and it's all so he can go to a Final Four game between Duke and North Carolina. He's canceling his own sold-out show. Didn't have enough respect for his audience to lie to them. Wow. Right. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> right. I mean, somebody di- Somebody in your family I found died a lump. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't I mean, even need a schedule. He, he flat-out canceled, canceled it. Yeah. People oh. had made provisions for babysitters and altered plans and have all, whatever the hell they're doing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see the goddamn show mm-hmm. and he cancels it. I mean, listen, this sucks for sure for people who, you know, bought the tickets however long ago and was excited about the show, but I don't have the same reaction that you guys did. Like Casey just said, A-hole. Like, to me, this is, I mean, it's his show. It's it's up to him. He can do what he wants. I, I don't uh-huh. find it uh-huh. So that, you'd be happy if you were... No, if I just yeah, said yeah. that. I don't think... I, I get it. I get that it's an inconvenience for people and they're probably disappointed, but I wouldn't call him an a-hole over it. Well, I bet you some of the fans would, and that's the <laughs> and, thing. And, and, and you and guys would, but I'm just saying, I, I don't feel the... I don't get that reaction. I'm like, oh, no. that would stink, but, I mean, the dude wants to go see a, a game. I uh, think that <laughs> I think that is a dick move, that, and, and I think that qualifies Forward for a hold Uh It is especially, you know... People who will uh, look at you. We, we were talking about with Taylor Hawkins dying and, and so on and so forth. Look when Dave Grohl broke a limb and made, yes. got up on stage and did the Played show the tour. Yeah, like that. Uh, by the way, so that that opens the discussion of people who have canceled on you for a stupid reason. Uh, and feel free to call and share your stories. Two one five two six three WMMR. Don't tell me you have one. Well, well, no. I guess this. This would, probably, <laughs> this would probably be opposite. But somebody um, didn't come to my wedding because they fell asleep. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> they didn't come to... Oh, that was were... a mistake. That's... No, that was that was a lie. That was just obviously what they told. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think, well, yes, this whole notion, uh, well, sometimes, and I've been guilty of embellishing, like I, I may have had a like a stomach thing earlier in the day, but I just carried over into... Avoiding going to something and canceling. Oh, right. But I mean, on this level, 
you know, you, you that that's a pretty big level to cancel at. It was actually kind of one of the upsides of the pandemic because you could have been like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just afraid to see people right now. I've got a 90, <laughs> I live with a 96 year old. Yeah, it's uh, immunocompromised. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't. Go I mean, out. not really, but hypothetically, I would do that. So, I so you know what they ought to do. Just fun. They ought to cancel the Final Four basketball game and oh, see yeah. how he feels about it. <laughs> I mean, and that, that's it. So, so maybe you know within a, if, he, if he's got a sellout show and it's thousands of people, at least a handful of those, this is a very special night for them. Well, you know what flying, I mean? People were just, flying in. Just like the going to this basketball game is right. a very special thing how for him. How do you like it now? Yeah. Welcome to the church of FU. Yeah. I, it's just, that's just dumb. But listen, Kathy's right. He can do it if he wants to. Yeah, he did. I guarantee you, he is going to at least some people. He's going to push away from his uh, from being fans from now on. Uh, hang on, I want to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Mike? So I was just before I go into work. I just wanted to say this is not any Final Four game. This is like the most storied rivalry in college sports. And they've never played each other in the tournament, let alone in a Final Four. So I will cut him a little bit of slack. I'm sure he's going to do something for the people that order tickets. For well, the- listen, and, and I, I understand there are moments, like, you know, where, where there's something that that um, that is, is huge. In this case, however, your, your, your profession is satisfying and keeping your fans happy. This isn't – sometimes that's – one of the requirements of what you're doing when you're in entertainment, honoring a concert obligation, no matter what, what, what message is telegraphed to diehard fans who this night means just as much, Mike, what, what does it say to them? Well, I mean, this, this concert could be just as big for them as this game is for anybody who's a fan of either one of those two teams. This is like a, could be a once in a lifetime. I, well, shouldn't the default when you to play each other in the tournament? Wouldn't you say, Mike, the default though should be for your audience? Yeah. Like, in other words, you got everything has to I break, would think so. right break in favor of the, of the audience. Right. I don't think there's. I, a, I feel. I feel for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they put out their money and their time to make that happen. But I also understand the other side of it. Okay. I'm a fan. All right. No, yeah, I hear I you. I don't. Um, Thanks, Mike. And I don't think that there's any. Um, I don't think there's any defending this guy. It's not like he went to Duke. It's not like he went to UNC. You know, he's just from North Carolina. So, should, so, you, you need, what you and need, here's the deal. Like, you need you, to lie. You, well, A, lie, right? <laughs> yes. I'd, I'd much rather Out than of lie. respect. And wear a freaking uh, costume or, yeah. or disguise to go to the game. But also, you know, blame your handlers or, or the people who schedule this stuff, right? Uh, you know, yeah. you know, when you're scheduling There's this potential. stuff, oh, wait, there is, um, yeah. this is, uh, this concert date is on the, the final four. And this is so big to me that, like, just on the the possibility. Yeah. He's <laughs> a flaming turd. <laughs> he does say he's rescheduling it, though. Oh, he does? Yeah. When did, when did he say that? Because yesterday was flat out canceled. Uh, it, CBS Sports says that he's rescheduling. His statement said, this is the most selfish thing I've ever asked fans to do, to give up your Saturday night plans with us so that I can have this moment with my family and sports community. However, it's the same type of passion felt by the people who fill the seats at our concerts that makes us want to be a part of a crowd at a game of this significance. This, you can, that's not a way to argue out of it. I mean, it is an interesting um, wrinkle because, you know, he scheduled this concert on the Saturday night of the 
when the final four was going to happen. There was a remote possibility that at some point that's what case I know. Saying, and, yeah. and so, like, it, if it was that important to him yeah. as a as a UNC fan, like I get the fandom on it. Like it is. It's a historic matchup that's never happened in the NCAA's, and and his favorite <laughs> team is UNC. I get why it's important to him. I wouldn't cancel Fans a show if it mine. I thank you for uh, working with me on this one tonight. The Bachelor will make his choice. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to see it. I, um, we we're drawn to these kind of events as fans of pop culture. So please honor my desire to be at home with my family watching. Will they get married? I don't. Um, and it was funny because I had this event on Saturday where I was you know, talking to these UNC fans and I was talking about Duke and how much I hate them. And I didn't think on that day or any day prior to right now uh, that I would ever root for Duke basketball. Yeah. But I'm rooting for Duke on Saturday. Because I'm so like, uh, oh, so this guy, so upset wow, by this. That's, okay. yeah, yeah. Like right. I don't think uh, th- this is the the one and only time while I w- will ever root for Duke. I just think Preston. So remember when when uh, for the blood drive, your your home team had won. You know, and, and oh yeah, the Blues. And you went yeah. back. We were all here yeah. to carry on the event. We didn't, we didn't cancel, cancel the blood drive. We didn't cancel the event. Yeah. We carried it on. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so this is, I mean. It's to me canceling on tens of thousands of people. Yeah, that's that's the issue that I have here. You're not canceling on on a dinner party. You're not canceling on dinner on blanc. Dinner on blanc. Well, that would suck too. So and and he's also he's a celeb, so it'll be easy for him to get into the building to get Mm -hmm. tickets, right? Mm -hmm. I would. I don't. I don't know how you got went about getting tickets, but I mean, money's not an issue for him. Yeah, money or connections in order to to mm -hmm. even get them. I did want to ask because I read that he just wanted to watch the game. Does he actually have tickets to it? Because the the concert. I think he's going. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Steve. It says uh, he canceled because he wanted to watch the game, not that he was going there. And, With and he, his family. Yeah. yeah, and so um, he was. this concert was supposed to be in San Antonio. The Final Four is in New Orleans. This story I'm reading says that he, so he can go to the NCAA right. men's basketball tournament. So, I, yeah, I don't know, man. And by the way, so I, I'm looking more into this ticket thing. So CBS Sports did say it's rescheduled. However, Ticketmaster has already, already refunded everyone. Oh. So if they're refunding them, I would imagine it's canceled. Yeah, and then you and, gotta, you're going to have to go through the process of getting tickets again if he does reschedule right. instead of honoring the other tickets. The likelihood that Ticketmaster would jump on refunding, yeah. why they'd love to hold on to that money. All right, let me go to uh, let me go to some uh, calls here. People have canceled for a stupid reason. I'm going to go to Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Hi, Joe. You are on the air. No, this is Kim. Hi, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Hi. I hit the wrong line. Go ahead, Kim. <laughs> That's okay. Um, my best friend of 27 years like canceled slash backed out of my wedding because her husband wouldn't babysit their children so she could go try on a dress. Oh, are you serious? But Just to go try on a dress? Yes. But I feel was that an excuse? Um, she said she had the appointment scheduled three different times, and instead of him babysitting their children, he had to go fishing or whatever. Listen, it's a perfect example, Kim, of you got to work on your lie. Yeah. You, you, you got to. And, and honestly... <laughs> As always, Preston, the best default is I've got diarrhea. Yeah. That's no one. Oh, whatever. That's fine. But that that's just insulting that to say to say that your most special day and that's how your friend backs out of it. Yeah. Nonsense. And I was her maid of honor. I was everything in her wedding. But whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. Wait, are you yeah. guys still friends? 
No, we have not spoken since. Oh, well, there, there you go. go. It ended it. <laughs> yeah. And she could have, you, you know, listen, you could call in some favors. You can get a sitter. You yes. Can, you can try to make that happen. See, Kim, yeah, Kim you just... should key the C word in her car. Oh, jeez. But I respect that. Like, if... I respect him saying, Eric Church saying, okay, this is why. Like, he's if he's going to the game, people are going to see him. That's why. He's not making up an excuse. Like, this, the, her husband wouldn't babysit their kids. First of all, they're your kids. You're not babysitting them. You're just with your kids. Listen. Let your wife go do something. Like, to me, that's an excuse. For whatever reason, that girl didn't want to be in her wedding, and she didn't want to tell her the real reason. The best, of, the best, we've talked about this before. If you have something that's in the plans... And you're like, you don't, you're like, I really don't want to go. I don't want to do this. And then they call you and then they say, oh, I can't. Oh, my God, it's okay. And then you got to go, oh, oh, I guess that's how it is then. All right. Like, like it's, but no problem. Yeah. But go back to this. Think of the logistics of canceling a concert that has been on the books for a long time. Yeah, but that's not our life. Like, do you know what I mean? To I him, know. it's probably not the biggest I know, deal, and he's not thinking about the little people. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you self, something. That's the dick part of this. When he's uh, when he's on some local game show, you know, uh, when the career is really at the, you know, dragging in the dregs, he's going to wonder, was it the wise, the wise move to cancel on your fan base? I can't imagine the fan base in general is responding well to this. I don't know. Were they, I, they giving he, him the, the, the pass? Is he a big star? I don't yeah. know. I oh, told yeah, you, yeah, I hate yeah. country music. He, he so. sells out. I actually saw him perform a few years ago. It's, it's a sort of, it's it's like pop country slash yeah. country rock. Okay. Uh, it, it puts on a really good show. He had a show. It's death country. It's death country. There's a lot of metal. He had a show <laughs> country. At, at the uh, Wells Fargo Center a year or two ago. Uh, actually, probably pre-pandemic. Anyway, um, his band got sick. Uh, he came out and performed acoustic for the fans that night. So, like, he's done stuff for the fans in the past. Um, and uh, he's a pretty likable act, but, uh, you know, this is just a dick move. Kathy got married on the night of a, uh, Trey Anastasio concert. Uh, <laughs> and Casey went to the that? wedding. And I went to the wedding. How about that? And oh, I, okay. He didn't cancel on you. Didn't you, nice. hadn't you checked the fish schedule before you got I, married? I didn't check the fish schedule. Oh my no, God. No, it wasn't so fish. Sorry. It was Trey Anastasio, uh, band. That's you why. know what though, Casey? I did check the fish schedule. And you got to see the biggest mountain of shrimp in the <laughs> yeah. history of the world. I missed the dessert room. But, uh, uh, man, maybe if it was a fish concert, I might have skipped wow. Dude, the wedding. Okay, so there was something coming up I could have easily canceled on. And I already had these these plans ready. Oh, my God, I canceled the gig. Hang on a second here. What? Uh, I did the same thing he's doing. Oh. Uh, so, well, not really, because okay. these guys are going to play without me. So, I'm, I'm uh, this summer, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit with this music group, right, down at the shore. Uh, let's just say Dink Bloyd. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not Dink Bloyd. Uh, they're called Five Times Famous. Anyhow, I know these two guys play guitars, and they they want some percussion on right. them, and uh, they perform down at the shore. I've got a shore house now, so I'm gonna gig with them. Our first gig. And it's already booked and ready to go. Yeah. And I get a call from my friend. His son is getting married. It's a destination wedding. Oh, when's the date? This date. I'm like, damn it. Why did it have to fall on that day? You know, but I, I did the right thing. I'm going to the wedding. Yeah. I'm going to go to that instead. It's, it's an obligation. Or could you have your band play his wedding? Yeah, we'd go to San Francisco. <laughs> sure. Why, Guys, I want to play. Will you hear me out? We're taking it on the road. Who, who yeah. wants to go to San Fran and play a wedding? But yeah. it was one of those things where I looked at it. Man, I hate it when that happens. It's when, horrible. When something important falls on a date that you've already got plans that are yeah. important to you, but not necessarily important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone will encounter something like that in their lives. And they, and 
everyone also has to understand that that happens to everyone. Right. That, you, that you had not foreseen this happening. In this case, as is pointed out, that concert was on the books. Yeah. You yeah. knew that it, if you're such a fan. Oh, dude, you, yeah. Duke, Duke North Carolina in the Final Four, what are, we, what are we doing? Oh, man, I got a gig that night. Right. Oh, well. You know. Um, I don't know. All I, right. And you then you got to kind of go, all right, I will. I will watch it on TV yeah. like millions of other people will. Yeah, mm-hmm. or have it playing during the concert. I mean, that could that could have been like the 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 gimmick the big of that thing. concert. Yeah. yeah, and so one of the monitors you got the game playing, or you know, uh, because guess what? There are probably people that were going to go to that concert that are are either UNC or Duke fans. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you, you play the law of averages. Somebody going to that concert was also missing that game, but also playing the law of averages when you have that many people going to a venue. Sure. There's going to be a huge bulk of people that it's not that big of a deal. Okay, I get my money back. Uh, you know, I live in the area. It's, you know, no big deal. But there are other people guaranteed that bought flights that are flying to that particular one, that are getting an Airbnb, that possibly, quite potentially, can't get a refund on the Airbnb. Skipping this, organ transplants. Right? Yeah. And you're doing that to a couple of different people or or more? It's just... I- let I'm me, sorry, it's unforgivable. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Joe. <laughs> Hi, uh, Joe. I love you. Good morning, Joe. Yo, bitch. Yo, bitch. What's up, man? So my birthday is on June 8th, and we had a 30th birthday party at my house, and my dad did not come because the party did not fall on June 8th. Oh, so it wasn't on your actual birth date, <laughs> and he decided he couldn't be a part of that malarkey. Yeah, he's a d bag. He's a deep. Oh, is, is he? Oh, that's not cool. But yeah, was it was it a surprise birthday party or was it just on the no. on, it was on the weekend to make it more convenient or something like that? Correct. Correct. We yeah. had like 50, 60 people there and <laughs> Had a nice cookout. And- oh, well, some, sometimes yeah, on, there's man. a dynamic, Preston. I love the story of you talking to your Thanks, dad Joe. about, hey, we thought we'd come out and visit. Oh, yeah, dad. Yeah. Thanksgiving. We yeah. thought about having you out. What would you think of that? I think it'd be a bit much. <laughs> wow. Okey-dokey. Okay. All right. We had thought we were opening up our home to you. Guess what yeah. we're doing for you, buddy. Yep. I don't think I'm into that. Uh, let me see. We have... All right. I'm curious about this one. I want to go to John. Hi, John. Good morning. Money here. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing, guys? So, I had a... I had planned this big surprise party for my partner uh for like i think it was like her 29th or 30th i can't remember what it was but we got i got people from four different states coming Mm. uh her old friends new friends everybody coming to the place kept the secret for months and the day i think it was the day before the party i get a call from one of her oldest friends that i you know that we we both know but one of her oldest friends and says hey is there any way you can you know it, we can move this, you know, it's like, and I explained to him the situation, like, no, there's, there's no way we can move it. It's like, it's already happening. It's happening in like a couple of days. It's, we got people from all over to come in. Why, what, what's going on? He's like, well, I got a middle school reunion that I have to go to. My, he's like 30. I have a middle school reunion to go to. For people I haven't seen this so long. A middle school reunion? A middle school well, reunion. Well, let me ask you this, John. So she had known about this party for a while, right? Well, so yeah, he he had known about. Or he had known for, about. It, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I I planned this for I think it was three or four months. It was nothing like spur of the moment. <laughs> but how about how how long had he known about the reunion? 
I have no idea. I think he found out about it maybe uh, a couple day, uh, a couple weeks or a month before it. But the the party was planned well in advance, and the plan, oh yeah, and, the party and was way in party advance. Wins. Party wins. Party wins. I mean, this yeah. is a guy I went to eighth grade with. Right. Wait, so it wasn't it wasn't a surprise party? It was a party party. No, this was a surprise party too. Okay, so he didn't even know about the party then. No, 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 no. So he was invited to the surprise party. He was Before going to be a guest at the surprise party. This was in motion, so he was. That was before oh. this middle school reunion. So the but party, still, all the rules still hold true. But you, the party wasn't for him. No, the party. No, 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 no. no. The party was for mm. one, of his, one of his best. Friends. Listen, he's orchestrating this big thing. You are uh, John to get everyone together for this party that he's uh. committed to. And so at the point when you've committed to making this event special, I assume the person who is getting the party, this person you were inviting was a, a friend of as well, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, they, we were pretty good friends. And what's what's worse, though, is he tried to, after it all happened and, and this whole situation came out, because now it's become a big joke with the friends. Like, whenever we can't go somewhere, like, oh, I got to go to a, <laughs> a, a elementary school reunion. <laughs> 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 right. Well, now, now I thought the party was for your partner or for this person. I'm holding with the original assessment. Okay. That's a okay. dick move. I will move. say the dick move is that he tried to blame me for him not being there. Uh-huh. To, my, to oh. my partner. Nah. No. Because I wouldn't be flexible even though he asked me like a week before or a day before or whatever it was. Okay. You already had it. It was already on the books, and you're oh, trying yeah. to make something special for someone else. Yep. That's it. Yep. Keyword, right. the C word. Thanks, Keyword John. the C word in his car. Later. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, here's a text. Uh, make of this what you will. All right. You guys are being super hypocritical. Okay. Didn't someone just cancel all of his shows because of the drummer's death? How is this different? <laughs> I like that argument. <laughs> is that uh, that's that's a joke, right? That's they're they're being facetious. I think be. I they would hope be. so. I think so. Dear I God. would hope so. I I think a final four in the death of a of a of a best friend is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. When does the uh, when, and by the way, did, is the show this set? Uh, does the tour start this Saturday? Oh, I don't know. The okay. Eric Church tour? No, 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 no. The uh, the Foo Fighters tour. Oh, no, no, they're not coming to town until July. They canceled that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were on tour. They're yeah. on tour. They're yeah. They're in uh, South America. Yeah, the death of a beloved. You know <laughs> yeah, I, they, they, that that clearly it's not even in the same universe. Yeah, they canceled the whole tour. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do know that? No, okay. I do know that. Okay, all right. Um, okay, wait a minute. This wait. can't be real. This cannot be real. I'm going to go to Pat. Hey, Pat, good morning. <laughs> oh, it's real. Oh, <laughs> dear God. Okay, please it, share. It's real. This was like many years ago. It's, I only have one brother. Uh, went Bigfoot hunting instead of my wedding. Okay. Your Big- brother's one of these Bigfoot hunters? Yes. Needless to say, he's never found them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We would have heard, I assume. Where does he live, Pat? Uh, Hello, Town. And where where was he going Bigfoot hunting, Delaware? I think, I think, I think Washington. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, if, you, if you're serious about it, you got to go to Seattle. You gotta go, yeah, yeah, it wasn't like he was going to the Poconos or anything. <laughs> hey, Pat, uh, who's, what was planned first, the Bigfoot hunt or, or Bigfoot hunt or the uh, the wedding? The wedding. <laughs> is, is there any, like, mental illness in the, the mix here? Oh, I'm sure there is. Okay. <laughs> Does he like your wife? What's that? Does he like your wife? Yes. Okay. All did, right. the, did the hunt go well? <laughs> I die. don't know. Oh. Uh, well, Pat, w- was it better that he went Bigfoot hunting <laughs> instead of to your wedding? 
Yeah, you missed a good time. Okay. Yeah, right, you've right, got right. this okay. story now about that you can always oh lord over him. God. You know, it is, it's, it's funny to be like, were you at your brother's wedding? No, I was big for him. I mean, that's a great story. At least you got a great story out yeah. of yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. That's the Thank height of God. selfishness oh because the odds are you're not going to find him. Right. So it doesn't matter yeah. when you go. Right, right. <laughs> All right, let me go to Maggie. We're talking about people that have canceled for a stupid reason, canceled on you. Hi, uh, Maggie, good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, what's up? So I'm actually getting married this Saturday. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. My brother, super goofy, animated, calls me two days ago, and he goes, I'm like, hey, did you get the hotel? He's like, no, we're leaving after the ceremony. And I'm thinking, he's kidding. And he goes, no, we're, we're leaving right after the ceremony. Mind you, he's like my flower boy. He's a 34-year-old grown man. Loudness monster hunting. But he, he goes, yeah, no, I'm going to um, my friend's one-year-old's birthday party. No. I'm thinking to myself, These friends are the like, one-year-old? No. His one-year-old friend's one-year-old. No, no, no. The, the, the absurdity oh, of, of the one-year-old yes. birthday party to begin with is ridiculous. But sister's but wedding. sister's wedding is that way right. Trump's friend's baby birthday party. So, lo and behold, we did have a conversation, and they are staying for the full duration of the wedding. But at first, like... I like called and canceled like or replaced his seating, him and his wife's seating and Yeah. And you know, just I was like dumbfounded. I'm like, You're a one year old's birthday party? Yeah. Okay, yeah. hang on. So so the, so he is he's staying for the whole wedding. He's skipping the reception. No, 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 no he's no, staying. No, 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 okay, 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 you gotta work that gotta work out. So <laughs> well, you know what? That's the, I mean, the, the, the wedding ceremony is just a blip in the day. The rest of it happens. That's the meat and potatoes. Later on, the, Maggie, the reception is the part. in a way, was it your fault for not inviting the one-year-old to begin with? <laughs> you know what? I didn't think about that. Yeah. I'm going to add the one-year-old now. Add the one-year-old. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, besides the Bigfoot Thanks, stuff. Thanks, Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. Besides, <laughs> let's keep Bigfoot in mind here. Somebody texted in. It is a short season for Bigfoot. So. Keep Bigfoot out your mouth. Um, by the way, the person talking about uh, uh, Taylor Hawkins uh, texted back in, and they were indeed joking. Okay, okay. good. Right. Make sure. <laughs> I had, had a feeling. Uh, I will go next to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, what's Jeff. Oh, no. No. No? No. He said do bop bop do bop bop do It's... Every, I was impressed. There's more to it. There's a gop in there. He yeah. missed a gop. I was impressed. ba 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 do ga ga ba ba dop Jeff. All right, what's up, man? So, so anyway, my mother, my own mother, canceled on my wedding, my first wedding, because she had to go to or to get ready for my nephew's wedding, which was two months after the fact. What? So she couldn't attend your wedding because she was preparing to go to your nephew's wedding. Yes, and the wedding wasn't until two months after mine. I, I think I can, I think I can, I can identify this here. Okay, so uh, this was your first wedding. Yeah, she knew it was yeah, your first. She, she hated your wife. <laughs> she hated your fiance. She never met her. She never met she her. Never met her. Yeah, okay, this is making sense the now. First, the first time the first time she ever met my wife was at my grandmother's funeral. Okay. Uh, so you guys are close? Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> and that was after you guys were married? Yes. Wow, that's kind of weird, man. Yeah. That is very weird. <laughs> yeah. Did she not did she not want to meet her, your mom? 
I have no idea. I, I don't know what the deal was. Um, oh. I just know, yeah, she canceled. Okay, <laughs> how long were you guys but, an item, like a girlfriend, boyfriend, fiancé, before the actual wedding? Uh, two years. And oh mom never met her. That's ins- nope, I, th- I think there's something her. more there. I think, yeah, I think Preston might be onto something that no one's good enough for um, for her son. Different, different states? <laughs> you guys live in different states? Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah. Did well, your mom ever see Bigfoot? <laughs> nah, I don't know. Mom was out chasing Bigfoot. Man. Yeah, how, she how she hit him with her station wagon. Uh, she lives in Virginia. Okay. Mm, that's, yeah, that's, that's a fishy story. And Bigfoot does, Bigfoot does live there. Yeah. Show, show up down there from there. Is, there yeah, there is, a, there is a Virginia yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. It's an Oklahoma <laughs> Bigfoot, right? What's that? Oklahoma. Bigfoot. Oh, there's, there's actually multiple states have what they call the, their versions of uh, big, uh, big feet or big foots. Big five. Big yeah, you've heard of the Oklahoma Bigfoot. I have. Okay. Yeah, you've heard tale of. The I, I have heard tale heard of tell. Oklahoma Bigfoot. I don't like to talk about <laughs> it, but I saw him one night. It's I've heard tell, not I've heard tale. I think they're both. All right. I hear I, te- I hear tell that there's a Bigfoot in them there woods. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I was just wondering if I've been saying it wrong this whole time. I was just Shane, adding right? another way to say. Oh, okay. It. You're saying it the Bigfoot way. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, let's go to Amanda. Hello there, Amanda. Hi, what's up, Amanda? So, I was got married last year during COVID. Hi, right, congrats. Thank you. And my one sister-in-law uh, said she was coming and canceled because she's friends with my husband's baby mom. What? Mm. So, <laughs> she's friends with your husband's baby baby's mama? mama? Yep. That that's That's not a good excuse. <laughs> Are you, is there a lot of contention going on, clearly? No. What? No. You know, I bet you I Bigfoot don't... could get to the bottom. Right? I know. Are I you friends with Baby Bigfoot mama? marriage counselor, Steve? Nope. I, I, I think what you have here is a serious issue because, <laughs> the, yes, she's the baby mama, but you owe this to your to your uh, sister. <laughs> so how did it eventually, uh, is it, has it caused a rift, Amanda? Um, it's a, my husband's the youngest of seven. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of drama between all the sisters. Okay. Mm, that's that's a mess, and it's, man. It's, it's so much fun. <laughs> How about if we give you tickets to an Eric Church concert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to make up for and it. And Bigfoot's opening. All right, I'm getting lost. Amanda, I'm hanging up now. Thank you for your call. <laughs> it's wild, right? I'm getting lost in all this stuff. We've gone from canceled concerts to Bigfoot <laughs> being the uh, oh the main God. issue in relationships <laughs> now. In, in all of it. Wow. I just think she cares more about Bigfoot than she does about me. <laughs> Man, there was a there was a Bigfoot spotting in PA last oh, year. Last year? Yeah, this is from the mayor of uh, Regalsville or Regalsville, and that's in Bucks County. Cass. They said they, oh. they said he appeared to have three testicles. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was camping. I knew it. I had three testicles. He was camping in Pike County, and the thing let out uh, a scream a from God awful sound. <laughs> yeah, a scream from hell. Pike County. No. Yeah. <laughs> Mayor Greg Stokes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. He spit up a fish. Uh, we should wrap this up now. Yeah. Hey, do me a favor. The people that are on hold have been on hold for like 25 minutes. Can we give them some movie passes? Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. To ambulance the movie screening if they're interested. Gonzo and Shirley, hang on the line, and we'll see if we can set you guys up. I apologize we didn't get a chance to go to you. Sounds like a magic act. Gonzo it does. And Shirley. Gonzo yeah. and Shirley, right? We are uh, Gonzo and Shirley. Well, anyhow, I, I'm, I'm curious as to if there will be a poll on how his fans, on this guy Eric Church's fans, feel about the fact that he's full-on canceling 
a concert because his team is going to be in the Final Four. And I know, yes, it's this big storied rivalry. Uh, it's a, it's a North Carolina specific yeah. rivalry, yeah, you know. But yeah. whatever, but you, man, you, you owe it to your your I, fans. I well, here's the deal: so. like, if you're a fan and you can't go all of a sudden, it's not like you can go. Hey, I can't go. Can I get my money back? You know. So it's it's not a two way street here. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, interesting uh, thing that uh, we felt like discussing. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back in a moment, and uh, Pete Holmes will be joining us, uh, amongst other stuff that we'll get into, so make sure you stay close, because we will not be gone wrong. Be right back in a moment. WMMR.com. The way thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop. WMMR.com. Yesterday, we had a pretty lengthy discussion about bowling. Yes. Which is timely because our next guest uh, has a show that uh, is focused around that. But Levittown Lanes had uh, burned down yesterday. Yes. It was, it's gone, right? It's Kathy, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was bad. It looked like it was completely gutted. Yeah. So maybe so. this is the bowling bright spot we're going to need. I think that's what yeah, we need yeah. today. So we would like to welcome the show, by the way, premieres tonight. It's called uh, How We Roll, uh, 9.30 on CBS. And it's uh, with our friend Pete Holmes. Yeah. Who's here with us this Hello. morning? Pete, how you doing, man? Hi, everybody. Can I just say I love listening to the traffic because imagine being immortalized by being a bridge or a road <laughs> if you're Ben Franklin or you're Walt Whitman, but people are just like, it's backed up. It's hell out there. Yeah. It's hell on the Ben Franklin. Yeah, Walt sucks. Tribute. Yeah, is this a fitting tribute to Ben Franklin? No, you're exactly right. It is associated with pain and misery. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Walt. No fields of grass out here. <laughs> hey, congratulations on uh, the show, Pete. This has got to be really exciting for you, man. It is super exciting. My, my parents have never been more excited because everything I I normally do is so dirty. Uh, I did a show on HBO. <laughs> And it was filled with uh, lurid sex and, and foul language. And now finally a show that is that is very, very funny and is not filthy and is about something, like you're saying, bowling is mm-hmm. is wholesome. Everybody seems to love it. Well, I would say that, that you, when you talk about this, we talked about this earlier, um, listen, you, you, you have success all over the place. But there is still something about the network sitcom that has been long uh, you know, uh, the goal of many stand-up comedians. I mean, there's legendary Absolutely. shows. So so to get this, it, was it, I, I was reading a, uh, an interview with you or a story where it was years ago that Nick Kroll apparently said, you'd be perfect for a sitcom, was that, and you took it as a yeah. compliment and an insult at the same time? Well, I think he was making fun of me because I have this sort of howdy-doody crest face. Like, <laughs> just like an aqua-fresh smile and I'm always in a, seem to be in a good mood and I'm like a Puppet. And he, <laughs> Nick, at the time, especially, you know, we're in the Lower East Side of New York and, and we were like, he was one of the cool kids and, and he still is. And he's like, oh, you, you seem more like a CBS sitcom to me. So he may have been making fun of me. <laughs> but I really, at that point in, in your early stages of your career, you'll take anything, even if it is like a burn as a compliment. It's like, oh, you think I could be <laughs> in a sitcom? And I swear from that day on, I was like, I could be in a sitcom. And I think believing it probably, I, I don't mean manifested it. I mean, you need to believe you could do it right. before you even try to do it. Uh, Pete, you had uh, mentioned earlier that the show that uh, was uh, maybe a little bit R-rated, uh, and that was Crashing. And we actually had you in studio, you and Judd. And, I remember. Um, it was awesome. Yeah. And and I yeah. really did like that show. And, and despite it having an R rating, your character was a wholesome character. And I really did yeah. enjoy that show. And I thought what I, what I really enjoyed about it was... um. 
all the comedians you brought in to play themselves, but you know, essentially they were acting. And um, you know, so for yeah. you, that was maybe your for- first foray into acting. And uh, you know, how did you feel a doing that and b acting with other comedians as essentially yourselves? Well, you know, I, I swear I say this all the time. I'm not just saying it because we're we're doing radio right now. I think limitations are funny. Like like terrestrial radio to me is funnier than maybe satellite, where you, where you can just say anything you want, do anything you want. And and what it, my character on Crashing was like terrestrial radio. Like he had limitations put on himself by how he was raised and what he believed. And, <laughs> and I think that conflict is always more interesting Pete, than we, just we, the anything goes. We just had a glaring example of that. And Preston and I have always said exactly what you just said. During yeah. the Oscars with Will Smith yelling out the F word, uh, you know, that it was bleep. But when you hear it still, uh, what? This is broadcast yeah. television. And yeah, if yeah, you yeah. have no line to cross, you can never cross the line. And, uh, yeah, I and, completely agree, yeah. It, yeah, I, I agree a thousand percent. So you're with this cast, and it's a, it is a, um, it's a traditional multi-camera um, show, you know, all of, like Friends was and, and uh, you know, uh, many others. Uh, did it take you a little while to adapt to that kind of shooting because you had done what you'd done with Crashing? Well, the weirdest thing was that I wasn't writing it, but that actually ended up being the greatest joy. It was it was so wonderful to have someone else. Seinfeld has this bit where he goes, stand where we tell you to stand and say what we tell you to say. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, he's right. Like, and we shoot on the Seinfeld set, which is uh, a oh, huge wow. thrill for me. And not the set, but the stage. It would be great if the set was still there. <laughs> the exact same set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I live in Jerry's apartment. It's really weird. But I think if you look past that, you'll see it's a fresh new show. Um, but, you know, I say it's classic. In the way that pizza is classic, you know what I mean? There's certain things that are unique to American comedy. This is one of them. There's like five of them left. But but what's so crazy about that is the most popular and most beloved shows of all time are all multicams. So to be able to try and make a great one, and I think we did, is, is really, really cool. And it's also exactly what I thought I would be doing when I was 13, like I was like, if you if you're a comedian and you make it, you get to have a kitchen with a swinging door. Yeah. You yes. Have, you know, soda and it says cola on it. <laughs> oh, There's no ceiling. There's an audience. It really did feel like that dream come true I, for sure. I, I'm a huge fan. To me, it's like it's like the the comfort, uh, the equivalent of comfort food for television you know, when it's done right. And when it's, you know, look, look at the careers that have been. You know, just just enshrined from Ray Romano on, you know, to to yeah. having a sitcom like this, Tim Allen. Um, yeah. So so your character is uh, an assembly line worker, has a family, um, is fired and then decides to pursue a dream of his. Correct. That's exactly right. He, he's been better at bowling than he's ever been at anything in his life. But what I like about it is it's not just me being like. Screw it. I'm going for it. I'm going to be a bowler. It's his family. I've said this many times, but the show is called How We Roll. It's not How I Roll. Right. And I think that's one of the things we're craving, especially after this crazy time, is a family actually supporting this guy. It's It's not the classic sitcom wife that's like, Get a real job, you schlub. Like, while she asked me to lift my legs up to vacuum, like she supports me, my son supports me, my coach and my friends, and they actually believe in my character more than my character believes in himself. So sort of like 
It reminds me a little bit of Ted Lasso in that way. Oh. There's some salty jokes. There's some edgy jokes for sure. It's interesting. It's never boring. But there's that warmth and that support underneath it that I I think is exactly what we need. Like you said, it's comforting. Yeah, and and, and, uh, the the ensemble of any show like this has to be great for it to succeed. I see the name Chai McBride, um, who's just great. Who else is on the cast with you? Shy is amazing. He's also my height, which never happens. I'm, I'm six five, and I never get to act opposite actors. He's he was a delight. Julie White, who's a Tony Award winner, yeah, uh, and in so many so many wonderful things. She plays my mom, um, and she is. I mean, it's weird. I almost said a gas, like I'm from the '30s. <laughs> She's a gas, but she really was. Some people just are a gas. She was a gas, like. She was great on camera, but in between takes, we were always just breaking each other's... Uh, Would you call her the bee's knees? <laughs> she was the bee's knees, and she had gams for days. <laughs> um, but she she was a delight. And Katie Lowe's, who's on Inventing Anna right now, and she was also on uh, Scandal. She plays my wife. And this is my favorite thing about making these shows, is that we got to hang out constantly so your best friend taj mowry plays my best friend he was smart guy from the sitcom smart guy right in the 90s he and i got to hang out so much you start to believe that relationship um me and my uh, julie got to hang out you start to believe that relationship my wife and i got to hang out so much you believe that relationship on crashing sometimes you would meet your scene partner 10 minutes before you would shoot this you're hanging out for weeks and weeks and weeks. That's great. And I feel like those relationships bleed through. Pete, I know you have a, a nice long friendship with Conan O'Brien, and I just have to ask you, because of that friendship, uh, did you get a chance to see Paul Rudd on Conan's uh, podcast this week and what he was able to bring to that podcast? No. I it, Did Paul do something crazy do you on know, Conan's you, podcast? Well, you know the long-running Mac and me joke, right? I do know Mac and me. I'm aware of Mac and me. <laughs> well, he actually brought a video clip to an audio podcast. So if, if you get a chance, <laughs> oh my I, God. it happened yesterday or the day before. I can't recommend it more highly. I love Conan's podcast. We listen to it all the time, and I'm sure we're just behind a little bit. We'll get yeah. to Mac and me. All right. <laughs> and uh, don't forget, How We Roll premieres tonight, 930 on CBS. The, the critics are calling it a humdinger. <laughs> oh, a humdinger. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. and it's a real gas. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Pete. Good luck with everything. Belated birthday. Happy birthday to you as well. Oh, man. thank you very much. Right. Pete Holmes, everybody. How We Roll on CBS. Do you know, are you familiar with the candle pins? You know, the uh, the same, it's, it's, a, it's a bowling. Yeah, a smaller right, bowling. Right, right, right. right. Like a candle pin. So, I've, I've seen uh, at some arcades, they have these tiny, are they held by strings? No, no, no. They're, okay. they're, so they're thinner like, um, Case, you've seen them. How would you describe them? I have. I feel like they have them at Arnold's, They're man. like rolling uh, pins almost, standing vertically. But um, No, Arnold's has the ones that are on the strings. They're on so the strings. You knock them okay. down, and then when they reset, the strings just pull the, okay. the, the pins back up. Right. But that, in the Northeast, like where he's from, uh, you know, uh, the um, uh, that was all the rage. Like That was on a, I remember years ago, that was like equal to bowling in the thing you would go do. What was it called again? Candle pins. It, Candle yeah. pins. Can, it, it's, 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 a, it's a different type of, it's a smaller ball. Smaller uh, lane. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and smaller pins. And there was a show. Smaller people. Smaller people. <laughs> bad people. And then Bigfoot. No. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Could you have something like that in your house? You could, actually. Okay. Yeah. Did they have resetting machines? You know or did, what? did somebody have to walk over there and, and set them back I up? saw, uh, yes, they had resetting, I believe, but a lot of the times they did not. Yeah. But this was, a, this was a big game. In fact, there was a uh, a game show called Candle Pins for Cash that we used to get on a super station from, 
It's like bowling for dollars, right? Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, what was the format of bowling for dollars? What was it? I forget, but it was a, it was a, the show was on for 1400 years. Yeah. Yeah, It was was definitely popular. So, all right. Candle pin bowling. No, that's pretty cool. I'd love to have a bowling alley in my house. I was just thinking about the same Gracie, like the presidential bowling alley in the White House. Yeah. My friend has one in the basement. Um, and it's like, it has like, it's like glow in the dark and they have like lights and yeah. How many lanes? Uh, I think it's three. No, no, it's two. It's two. That's what, awesome. Yeah. What's the distance of a... Um, That's what I was wondering. Yeah. From the line, uh, from the from the fault line mm-hmm. to the uh, to the pin. Because you need a walk-up. You're a biggest bowler. Yeah, and you need that you yeah. need that area, too. So, like a, like a bowling lane. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the dimensions now. Uh, I'm thinking 60, like 60 feet long, something about, like that. Well, you know how wide it is, Case? Um, yeah, let me just think about that for a second. It's uh, probably <laughs> about... 42 inches wide, right, yeah. something like that. As the resident expert, yeah, you nailed it. So the, the length uh, is 60 feet, 62 feet, uh, 86 inches. I you assume. have 60... To the head pin. To the head pin, and then, so you need room behind that, and then you need room uh, as you're walking up. So how, how, how my... I don't know. My basement is... Oh, it says another 15 feet. That's where you start before the line. And then uh, I'd have to tunnel into the sixty-two mm-hmm. feet to the uh, to the back of the pins. Okay, we we just, we, we should there, there's now with a lot of the business kind of continuing working out of office. There are a number of large office areas available for us to put our bowling alley in. Right? Yes. Yeah. We could do that. <laughs> Philly Insurance returns to find a bowling alley. <laughs> Uh, listen, and we'll put a cougar bar in there. We just got an email from a guy named uh, Ryan the Human Snowball. You remember Ryan? Yeah. And, and his uh, friend and nephew, Chris Berry, bowled a 300 last night at hey. Limerick Bowl. Uh. So he was asking if we could uh, send a shard out to Chris Berry. That's pretty amazing. Sure. I mean, Casey, how often would uh, 300s pop up when you were... Uh, not very often. When you were, uh, yeah, in the league. No, not very often. Uh, there was... So when I played in a league um, at Sprawlanes, and there... the. The night before, like, I want to say the week before, like, the championship, they had, I can't remember what it's called, but if you got nine pins down, it automatically counted as a strike, uh, and... That seems kind of like cheating. It's, yeah. Those well, are Bigfoot rules. It's a fun It's a fun thing, right? So it's, you know, like, nobody's keeping score, or, right. like, or nobody's competing with one another, and a guy bowled... Uh, I want to say he bowled a 300 that night or... Using those rules or a real 300? Uh, using the rules, but it, he got like a legit. It wouldn't have counted because of the night that it was. Yeah. But he did get legit all uh, strikes. Yes, or... Uh, have, I you? Have, have you ever... What was the closest you no, got? No, 230 was like the highest, like 230-something. Okay. Um, but I want to say... Man, I, my brother's got to refresh my memory on this one because the guy next to us left one pin. He bowled a two ninety nine. Oh. He left a one Wait. pin on the last. So on the last one, right? Because if you leave one pin earlier on in the round, you're not going to get a correct a, yeah. th- a two ninety nine. It has to be work. the very last one. Yeah. Oh my god! Or or uh, that right. sucks. That's They're... like taking a, pick, a perfect game to the bottom of the ninth with with two outs or whatever, and like, and, and giving up a, a hit on the very last batter. That's insane. People are saying that format is called nine nine pin no tap. Yeah, it's nine um, pin. Bull crap. Yeah. Nine pin no tap. Nine, Nine pin, pin bull crap. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> That's so he, like shooting what you believe are like 10 rolls yeah. of footage of Bigfoot <laughs> and none of them come out. So the cool thing about being in a bowling league is that you don't have to be a 200 bowler. In and order you're to usually compete. the best looking, right? No, no. What what you do is you you play, you have a handicap, right? And right. You, and so when you're, your team is playing against another team, like suppose the other team 
their handicap is 170 and your handicap is, you know, 150, you will be spotted 20 pins. Okay. So you basically they don't do that? To, I didn't realize they did that. Yeah, you just basically have to play to your average or better in order to compete and, and win. And sometimes in the beginning of the league, as you're um, developing your average for that's going to be your average for the league, some people will sandbag. And let's say they're right. Right, normally a 180 bowler. They'll bowl like a 150, 150, yeah. 150, so that when they, their handicap comes up. They, <sighs> Those people are worse than Hitler. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's well, a, maybe not. That's an overstatement. Can you ask Bill Preston about Candle yeah. Pen resetting? Hi, Bill. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, Pre-Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Hey, Bill, so you've done the Candle Pen bowling? Oh, yeah. It's very popular up in the Boston area. I was dating a girl up in Lynn, Massachusetts at the time. Okay. And she loves to do that. Let me it's let me ask you a quick... Size of the... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to ask size... if the if there's a resetting device to the candle pins. I didn't recall whether there was or not. Yes, there is. Okay. And it's you, you actually get three balls, and it's about the size of a boxy ball that you use for that. It's not a full bowling pin. Okay. bowling ball. Huh. And... You get a strike if you get them all down on the first one, which is very rare. A spare if you get it on two, and just ten if you knock them all down after ten, or oh. just what your score is. Okay. So the scores and the averages are much lower up there for that. It was kind of fun, but you know. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's become your life, <laughs> your life's passion. Yeah. yeah. All, all right. right. Thanks. It's Thanks, not. Bill. Appreciate you know, it. <laughs> all right, see you, man. All right, well, I wasn't aware of that. Hey, uh, real quick, I wanted to. Um, Piggyback on uh, what Pete Holmes was talking about. He said uh, that uh, the gal was a gas. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's the bee's knees and uh, all of that stuff. I found a list of obscure expressions of surprise oh. that we should bring back. Right. Like, okay. Okay. Like being so, aghast and agog? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you know, wow or oh or whatever. You know, that's right. that's a, that's a still a... Uh, an expression of surprise sure. that we might show. Oh, my I God. Just, you know, something like that. I've become a guy now, and it's something I would never do years ago. I reflexively say, wow. I, wow. I say, wow, a, a lot. Wow. Yeah, I become Owen Wilson yeah, with better yeah. pronunciation. I'm trying to think of what I normally go to when I... Uh, but in the Jinkies moment, is yours. When it comes out, uh, like, naturally, mm-hmm. what, what you might say, because I might, you know, if I have time to think about it, I'll, I'll say something else, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, man. Yeah. Know, I think a man is probably a good, or oh, man, or something along those lines. So, anyhow, um, here are a few of them from the past uh, that we may not be familiar with. There is one that was holy pretzel. Holy pretzel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> holy wetzels. Uh, it says, as we learned from uh, Burt Ward's portrayal of the boy wonder in the 1960s, anywhere can be an exclamation of astonishment if paired with holy, including this salty snack. Green's Dictionary of Slang records this one in Frederick Conner's 1963 book, The Affairs of Gidget. Holy pretzel, my face got a flame like paprika. <laughs> what? Oh, is apparently All right. uh, something that has been used. Well, that's just a head injury. All right. Now, in other words, you'll like this, Steve. These are two of them. Yeah. Gup and Gip. Gup and Gip? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Gup. These are my boys, Gup and Gip. <laughs> yeah, Gup. Uh, so, gup was a word directed in anger toward a horse back in the 1500s. Like many exclamations, gup drifted towards surprise over the years. That goddamn horse. Both meanings have been uh, conveyed by the word gip as well. So, what what is the, what is the, um, purpose of gup and gip when you're with a, a horse you don't like? I, I don't know. So, that's what it started as, but it eventually drifted towards surprise. Oh. Gup! Gup! 
That's it. That's so, it. Yeah. Go. So uh, another one is, well, I'll be jitterbugged. <laughs> well, well, I'll be damned. Well, I'll be darned. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I'll be jitterbugged, as in the dance. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. According to Green's Claude McKay. Well, I'll be docked. Used this term <laughs> in his 1948 book, Harlem Glory, a fragment of American life. Suddenly he said, I'll be jitterbugged. Why, if it ain't the big buster himself. <laughs> This meaning deserves wider use, they said in this article, as we could always use another word for gobs, like gobsmacked. Gobsmacked. Gobsmacked is used regularly in English. Yes. I was gobsmacked. Um, another one. Tarnation. Uh, that would be. Yep. That would be one as another well. One. Uh, another obscure expression of surprise is stiffen the wombats. <laughs> stiffen the wombats? Yes. A number of strange sounding Australian exclamations mentioned in Sydney Barker, Baker's 1945 book, The Australian Language. Uh, uh, stiffen the wombats. <laughs> deserve a comeback. Uh, it was written by saying, here are some, some well-established... The wombats are stiffens! The wombats! You can't sniff in a wombat! A wombat will sniff it naturally when it dies! But you just can't force it! Sniff in a wombat, get out of here! Coming for you. <laughs> um... And how does it, so what does it break down to the explanation? Right, it says, here are some well-established variations on the theme to show that we have not been idle even in simple matters. Speed the wombats... Stiffen the lizards, stiffen the snakes, the and snakes. stiffen the wombats. So you've been reading Master and Commander? I have. A- have any uh, any of these familiar from the... Um... Oh, man. Do you know what? It's loaded with stuff like but, but that. very nautical, Nothing obviously. comes to mind, uh, Steve, because some of it was so much like a foreign language that I couldn't commit it to memory. So we have a lot of, a lot of these explanations or a lot of these phrases are derived from nautical slang. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling Casey of one. There's um, uh, two of the ropes that go up a, 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 a mast are called the mainstay. Yes, and so therefore we have that. This term. is a mainstay. Something. Yeah. This is what holds that in place. Right. It's part of what holds that in place. So yeah, there are a lot of different nautical terms that end up becoming part of our regular vernacular. All right. So um, another one is my elbow or my wig. Uh, it's a version of my ass. Why is there a oh. wig on your elbow? My grandmother used to say my foot. Oh, yes, yeah. all the time. I've heard yeah. my yeah. elbow. Have I, you? I, yeah. I think it's probably elderly people, like, you know, my, my grandma or something like that. But, yeah, my elbow. Like, yeah, I can't believe that this happened. My right, labia yeah. majora. Right, yeah, that was the disgusting <laughs> yeah. people in the family. Like, he went to see Bigfoot. My, my foot. Yeah, well, that's uh, Chuck will say your sister's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. I don't know where he got that. Yeah. And maybe he made it up. But my, but my foot is, is a big one. You know what my grandmother used to say, too? What? Fat as mud. Fat as Does mud. that make any sense oh, at all no. to you? We thought, always thought it was hilarious. Well, you're just as fat as mud. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> she, would say, she would say you've grown a bushel, too. Okay. another big one. Okay. Well, yeah, grown a bushel. bushel. Yeah. My grandmother had sayings that I I thought they were sayings growing up my whole life, and I don't think they are. There's just stuff she was making up? If, if, you, can't, if you can't laugh, you're out in left field. Hmm. Uh, I know what out in left field means, yeah. but... But if you can't laugh... Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then there was, an, I forget the other one I have to, oh, uh, well, no, this I think is actually, I'm going to walk until my hat floats. Yeah. Meaning I'm going to walk into the ocean. Right. Just keep flo- walking. I keep going. Yeah, until you go all the way under. Yeah. That's all right. That's a cute one, I guess. Okay. Well, not really. I think she was saying she was going to kill herself if yeah. you didn't stop bothering <laughs> oh, her. Okay. 
That's not so cute, Grandma. Why don't you take those slutty boots off? <laughs> so this is the euphemistic version, my elbow and my wig. Interesting. Of uh, my ass. It's a national expression since, according to idiom, these are the two most easily confused body parts. A similar expression is oh. my wig. Uh, sometimes folks get a little more verbose with this when yelling, my wig and whiskers, or my wigs and eyes. Uh, the short version appeared in 1848 in Charles Dickens' Oliver Twist, uh, where um, Master Charles Bates said, oh, my wig, my wig. Master Bates said that? Master Tra- yeah, Master Bates, Master yep. Charles Bates. Got it. You got it. <laughs> my grandma used to say also, like as an expression of, ex- of surprise, my land. Did you ever hear that? Yes. My land. Yeah. That was the same grandma that uh, talked about the Cassiad player. Cassiad yes, player. Yeah. Uh, and Steve, like, land of Goshen. Land of Goshen. Yep. That's yeah. another one. Mm-hmm. Gup. <laughs> yep. 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 Gup. Goshen Kruger. All right. Uh, here's, blah, blah. here's Actually, Nell. Nell had a yeah. ball. At some point, right? Sayadalan Konka. Sayadalan Konka. Yeah. Um, what did we have? Yeah, I'm Sneep. What was that one? Yeah, I'm Sneep. That's what she said after, like, Sayadalan Konka. Right, right. Um, another one is Pimini. Pimini? I feel like I've heard Pimini before. Jumping Pimini? It says quite a few Maybe of these terms Pimini. are minced oaths, which turn God and Jesus into more acceptable terms. <laughs> so, so with that, is Jesus H. Christ... A technicality, and you put the H in there, so therefore you're not you're not taking the Lord's name. That's in vain. been my understanding. That's and, what I would. I, I'm not. I have nothing to base the validity of that on, other than that I've heard and, that said. And that's why my dad would say Jiminy Crickets, ah, mm-hmm. H-E double toothpicks, instead yeah. of Jesus Christ. And then also like, oh my goodness, instead of oh my God, yeah. He's even saying, oh my God, is taking the Lord's name in vain, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And oh my goodness, mm-hmm. goodness! Oh my goodness! Yeah, that, crackers. That always seemed like oh my uh, goodness. Yeah, very grandmotherly, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my, oh goodness. my goodness! My goodness! Look at you! You're the cutest little Bigfoot I've ever mm. seen. I just <laughs> crap my panties. <laughs> uh, so it says that this one, Pimini, is a euphemism squared. Pimini is an alliter- uh, an alternation of Jiminy, which has been used since the early 1800s, especially in the form of Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. My dad used to say Jiminy that. Christmas. And yeah. said Jiminy Crickets. He would My say, dad just cursed He would out. say Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> oh, it eventually got yeah, there. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. when I was a little oh, educated. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to avoid saying Jesus Christ. In 1912, an article from Ohio's uh, Newark Advocate used the term in an example presumably designed to mimic a regional accent. Jumping, jumping Pimini... What a heavy trunk. Well, jumping, jumping, <laughs> Jiminy had to become jumping Jiminy. Jumping yeah. Jiminy. Yeah, jumping yeah. Jiminy. Hang on, I'm going to go to Josh. Hey, Josh, <laughs> good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank oh! you. All right, Josh, you had an old expression that maybe a, a grandparent said? Yeah, um, it's as high to a 10 foot Indian. As high, as high to, to a 10 foot Indian. As high to a 10 foot Indian. Hmm. And what was that supposed to mean? Uh, it means that they grew a, a lot of uh, oh, height, okay. I guess. Okay, so they're, when they're talking about you, like my grandma would say, you've grown a bushel. Right, right. Okay, as high to yeah. a ten foot Indian. All right. Yeah. Was that you. saying your your dad used to have Kathy? I, I slept with Janis Joplin. No, <laughs> <laughs> I slept with Janis Joplin. Well, I, I slept with declare. Janis Joplin. Uh, That's funny. What, what does that mean? No, I actually slept with Janis. Uh, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? 
Hey, how you doing? Yeah, when I was Hi, a kid, uh, <laughs> my brothers and I used to uh, be in my grandmother's house, and she would be sitting there watching her soaps. Yep. And when we got loud, she would always yell at us, Hark! Hark! I think it's H-A-R-K, and it would mean to be quiet or something like Hark. that. Hark! Huh. Hark usually, that does mean to get someone's attention. Like, yes. Hark. Yeah, like the Harold I, Angel I, sing. Yes. Yeah. Glory to the newborn king, and I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. I'm watching my stories. I'm watching my stories, and I want to find out with the guy with the patch is sleeping with the slut in the, in the gown. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike. Hark. Um, okay. Yeah. Right, we'll go to James. Hi, James. Good morning. I don't care what they say. I won't stay in a world without love. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Peter and Gordon. All right. What's up, James? How you doing? Uh, yeah, how about Shiver Me Timbers? Shiver Me Timbers. Obviously, that's nautical as well, yes? Yeah, Shiver Me Timbers and My Stars. And my my Stars. <laughs> my Stars is an old one as well. Thanks, James. My Stars. <laughs> that's right. I don't know where that one came from. Right. Shiver me timbers. All right, here's another one from this list. These are antiquated, obscure expressions of surprise. Uh, zookers is one, or zookers, Z-O-O-K-E-R-S. Is that like a gadzooks? Found it, maybe. Found it, yeah, here you go. It's one of several variations of gadzooks in print since the 1600s. The other variations include zooks, gadzookers, uh, zudikers, and zunters. And all of these words mean by God, but exist due to the taboo surrounding God's name. So God, uh, Gadzooks was uh, God's hooks. God's hooks is what I recall yes. being, right? Which is supposedly have to do with the crucifixion, the crucifixion uh-huh. I think. I'm not sure. Right. Uh, but these exist due to the taboo surrounding God's name, I said, in William Harrison Ainsworth's 1854 novel, The Flitch of bacon. The flitch of bacon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't put it down. I want to find out what happens to the bacon. Uh, the term is used to express dismay and an alarming marital situation. The matter was the flitch of bacon. Uh, it, here's a, here's a uh, an example. I've seen him make love to another woman to Miss Nettlebed. Zookers, no. <laughs> Zookers. Okay. <laughs> Never. Uh, fish hooks is another one. Okay. Oh, fish hooks. That's an exclamation of surprise, according to the Dictionary of American so, Regional English. A lot of it, a lot of it is just using a non sequitur to say, you know. Oh, F. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And by the way, in Master and Commander, which yeah. that took place in the early 1700s, late 1600s, early 1700s, they were throwing the F-bomb around. Yeah. In that book. Now, the book was written in the 1960s. Uh, so I don't know the validity of the F word being used. It, they didn't overuse it like yeah. we do now. Like it's every like mother effort. Every big curse yeah. word. It was like it was used very, very sparingly uh, from time to time. They did use a lot of other curses, but I was surprised to hear the F word in that book. We shall not you eat a bag of tea. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one I have on this list is gosh all hemlock. Gosh all hemlock. Yeah, there's another testimony to English's uh, exclamatory versatility, quoting a 1959 book on the history of Vermont, which lists a colorful assortment of expressions like gosh all fiddlesticks. So gosh almighty is a um, is another variation. That's yep. the one I'm familiar with. So gosh all feelocks, gosh all firelocks, gosh all friday, gosh all fish hooks. God shows turkey bacon. God shows turkey bacon. <laughs> <laughs> no, gosh all hemlock, gosh all hemlocks, and chew spruce gum. <laughs> it's just a commercial. Gosh, yeah, 
So that's a full one. Gosh, all hemlocks and chew spruce gum. <laughs> I'd punch someone in the face. And gosh, what all did you say? Gosh, all tarnation and gosh, all sufficiency are all variations on that. God, what is the first, the full phrase you just uttered? The uh... gosh, all hemlocks and chew spruce gum. They could last a little longer with Big Red. When I was a kid, uh, golly was used. Golly. Golly. Uh, Of course, uh, 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 Jim Neighbors, Gomer Pyle. Golly. You're right. You're right. Uh, Let me see. I'm going to go to um, Christy. Hi, Christy. Good morning. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. I love you. Uh, We love you. Thank you, Christy. Um, in with a grandmotherism from the old country. Uh, mm. She spoke Yiddish. They were uneducated people, but they were very streetwise. Okay. We have a whole, like, almost a book of all of her sayings. Uh, I love I it. I thought you guys would like this one the best. Okay. Um, and it sounds like this. Um, Vinimavort, vinatatem forts, which means getting a word out of him is like getting a fart out of a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> I love. My, we we had a book, oh, uh, Christy. Great. That was a book of of. It was for <laughs> actors, but it was a lot. It included a lot of Yiddish like um, phrases like that. Okay, and they're just. I mean, they're wonderful. I mean, they're just really like brilliant. Okay, they're yeah, so they're, cool. They're so. I mean, I could. I could go on. There are so many seriously <laughs> brilliant from these people that had no education, but, you know, yeah. they had street smarts. Right, right. And, and and these phrases that have stood the test of time. That's that's awesome. Thanks, Christy. Yeah, yeah thank you. Bye. Getting Bye. a word out of him is like getting a fart out, out of a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You see a lot of stuff in, res- in, uh, in Westerns, you know, where they have, yeah. they, uh, like... Yeah, like in, in True Grit, I right. know there's some isms, there's these little right. sayings, uh, which you're like, what in the hell does that mean? But it's like a pony dancing with Bigfoot. <laughs> so obscure expressions of surprise we should bring back some interesting articles. I got it on uh, Mental Floss, by the nice. way. Nice. All right, um, let's take a break. Let's come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories await. I will share them with you when we return. Make sure you stay close because we will not be gone too long. Each weekday, your votes decide who wins it all. Get details and vote at WMMR.com or on the WMMR app. MM Art Madness. Sponsored by Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City. Shop Ram Truck Month at South Jersey's Truck Headquarters at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We shall dive into the world of the bizarre. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. All right, we'll get into some stories and begin uh, with this one in England. Police have discovered a mountain of stolen bicycles in a man's back garden so big that it could be seen on Google Earth. Jeez. The pile of bicycles visible via satellite were discovered at a property in Oxford, England. Police officers visited the house and found what looked like hundreds of bikes. A 54-year-old man inhabiting the house was arrested on suspicion of handling stolen goods and possession of the criminal property. So is it more important that he steal the bikes or was he actually looking to build a mountain out of bicycles? It was some kind of a collection, man. The man was... I saw the pictures. It's crazy. The oh, man, we're looking at it. This is insane. The entire backyard is just jammed with bikes. He was later released <laughs> under investigation. Police were at the address sorting through the hundreds of bikes. 
Uh, the bikes can be seen on Google Google Maps satellite images filling the garden, and people have taken to social media to comment on the photos and maybe try to identify their bikes. I've this seems less like I'm stealing bikes. to. Re- it seems like a hoarder thing. Yes, it does seem like that. Police said a box of human bones found in a garage Thursday night were relics used by a group known as the Independent Order of Oddfellows as part of their organization's rituals. Oh, boy. A resident heard children making noise in an alleyway about 10 p.m., went to investigate. He saw a detached garage door open, looked inside, and noticed a box. The man opened the box, found human remains and bones in various stages of decomposition. What's in the box? The organization was founded in 1819, by the way, and had a large following, including a lodge at Mount Healthy. Uh, the garage owner told police that he purchased the building in Mount Healthy where the group met. Gup. Uh, the police <laughs> said, my gup. Police said the group has long since moved from the area, and when the new building owner cleaned the building... I stored material contained there, including the box with human remains in the garage that he purchased. It's like the story of the guy who got your mom's car getting a, a jar with a toe in it. Toes in them, <laughs> yeah. yep. Uh, police said that they will continue to work to confirm the information, but at this point have no reason to believe the remains found were from a recent homicide. Uh, the circumstances of death are listed on the document as pending, and the identity is unknown. The report states in the coroner's office will examine the bones. Police uh, investigation that followed a strange followed strange illness involving more than thirty people last month at a Thai restaurant in Las Vegas found the common link was curry powder from a third party. The restaurant closed February after several people reported po- testing positive for THC and cannabinoids. Oh. Police said uh, they searched the evidence in the restaurant two days after the district ordered it closed following the allegations. Uh, detectives learned a plastic tub containing an orange solid substance with red and white substances throughout tested positive for THC. They didn't specify where the specific ingredients were purchased. Detectives believe the curry was tainted prior to use at the restaurant Secret of Siam. Uh, how or why remained a big question, but interviews with sickened customers revealed a common link of having eaten curry from the restaurant. That's what sickened them. Uh, in one case, a family ordered food from the restaurant... Uh, the adults ate curry while the children did not. The adults then felt the effects of the THE. They got stoned. Name's Cowper with the Board of Health. Uh, because no <laughs> criminal boss. intent was. Are you here for a search and seizure? We're here for a search and seizure to <laughs> see what's sick in the patrons. Uh, because sick. Uh, no criminal intent was found. Uh, police closed its investigation last week. Search and seizure. I thought this was kind of cute. A, uh, a Florida hospital's maternity center. Got an unexpected delivery. A mother duck hatched her eggs in the courtyard of Breacher OBGYN in Jacksonville. That's kind of sweet. Even the duck knows that's where you go. And the staff escorted the mother duck and her 10 ducklings from the building so that they could have the courtyard. Uh, The hospital's Facebook post says she's welcome back uh, to come back in six weeks. There was a pelican out uh, handing out cigars. (laughs) Uh, Nick, we used to have a a, a swan that would come here and lay eggs like every, around this time of year. A swan or a A goose? goose. A goose. Yes, a goose. Stop looking at me, swan. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a goose. Yeah. The the building chased them away. Yeah. Okay, well, they also changed everything. We don't have those planters out front. Yeah, they That's that's where the goose was laying the the eggs in, in these large cement planters. By the way, Kathy, what time of year is it that you can get those duck eggs uh, to hatch at home. Is it is it during the spring yeah. and summertime? Uh, you remember? Yeah. Was that a, spring, was that a, a fall activity there, or a spring the activity? The chicks were... No, I think you can do it in the spring and the fall. I believe that I did both. Okay. 
All right, just curious. All right, and then uh, we'll do one more quick story. A customer is enraged after discovering that their tattoo artist inserted her own initials into the artwork on their skin. Mm. The design was a tattoo the customer's father, grandfather, and great-grandfather all had. Initially, they were thrilled with the tattoo until they noticed the initials. Uh, the customer tried to receive a refund and then took to Reddit to uh, for additional opinions. Some recommended smearing the tattoo artist publicly, and others suggest taking legal action. That, that has to be illegal to do that. I would think so. And it kind of reminds me of uh, the Nexium Oh, yes. They were burning his initials into them. They thought it was something else. Right. They finally looked at it and said, wait a second. Yeah. All right. And that's it in the B file. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll do the lesson question, the trash and music news along with that as well. So make sure that you stay close. We'll be back shortly. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, lesson question time. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Tom Segura, who's playing at the uh, Hard Rock in Atlantic City on August 27th. It happens to be a Saturday. The question that we asked this morning is, John Wayne Gacy once had to be edited out of an episode of what sitcom? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. It's from around 7 o'clock this morning. I can't believe he got cast in the first John Wayne Gacy had to be edited out of an episode of what sitcom? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we're going today. Story, Steve, what's up? Yes, actor Jesse Williams, who famously accepted an Ebony Award by saying that every woman is a queen, is now trying to have the alimony and child support he's paying his ex-wife reduced substantially. Williams told TMZ that he believes his ex is a queen, but that that, that does not mean he, quote, has to buy the bitch a crown. Oh my God. Hey! Justin Bieber was roundly booting concert after mocking the Canadians while performing in Toronto. Bieber reportedly tried to win the audience back by observing that Banff is a stupid name. Wow. Oh, my God. And finally, Dr. Bennett Omalu, who Will Smith portrayed in the 2015 film Concussion, Bizarrely claiming that the actor bitch-slapping Chris Rock made him seem more human. Amalu says Smith could really help his image by curb-stomping one of the Osmonds. Oh. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All righty. We will see if we can get an answer to this lesson question. Uh, John Wayne Gacy once had to be edited out of an episode of which sitcom? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I'm going to go to Eric for the answer. Hey, Eric. Good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Eric. Er- Eric, John Wayne Gacy had to be edited out of an episode of what sitcom? The Wonder Years. No. no. Incorrect, and I am sorry, sir. We will go next to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. 
Uh, it was Small Wonder. Yeah. Small Wonder, yes. That is the correct answer. Hang on the line. And Mike, I'm sure the, the other guy meant to say Small Wonder. Yeah. But, you know, I got to go with the correct answer. Small Wonder years. Going to give you a pair of tickets to see Tom Segura Saturday, August 27th at the Hard Rock Hotel Casino Atlantic City. And tickets are on sale now. Hard Rock Hotel, AtlanticCity.com for complete details. Music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, I got, I'm sorry, Casey, I'm, I'm making a mess. I'm trying to write down a note here, and then I'll get into music news. Okay, so. Drink more Ovaltine. No, that's not what I'm writing down. Cy Young Kong Kong. Uh, celebrities have been posting memories about Taylor Hawkins, and actor John Stamos, a full house fame, shared his last message with the Foo Fighters drummer. He said that the two had apparently been trying to spend some time together, and Taylor wrote, We've yet to fully have a hang. Got to put that S together before we die. Which uh, would be really tough to look back on. Yeah. If a friend of yours, that was the last correspondence that they had with you, even though it's obviously a play and, and you know, uh, a, 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 just a saying. But to have that written down as the last communication you had, it's got to be tough. Man. He's had it twice. He's had it with uh, Bob, Bob Saget, Saget as well. Yeah, so Bob obviously died in January and... Uh, but he did show a, a fun throwback video that Taylor made concerning a Geico commercial. Yeah. And this is the audio of that, talking about uh, John Stamos. My name is Taylor Hawkins. Play drums in the Foo Fighters. Stamos is a good buddy of mine. He's a good guy. I really like him a lot. He's, he's a great drummer. But I'm a little upset with him, actually. I got to be honest with you, because I was supposed to do that Geico commercial. You know, that the Geico commercial where he flips the stick? Originally, that was mine. But they decided to go with Stamos because he's better looking. But I'm the best stick flipper around. Sorry, Stamos. It goes me, Tommy Lee, Stamos. <laughs> Man. Um, so, obviously, uh, sad news and more of these uh, close encounters and, and, and uh, uh, reflections yeah. and memories and all this stuff coming out from friends. Uh, his body, by the way, has been flown back to the U.S. Uh, Foo Fighters tour manager Gus Brandt. Remain in Columbia after the surviving band members returned to the States a day after he was found dead. Um, and something that's being planned is uh, the Grammys are going to pay tribute uh, to Taylor uh, during their ceremony, which is, uh, by the way, this Sunday. I forgot the Grammys. Yeah, this I weekend. Know, it's crazy. We're, um, all, we're in the award run. The band was set to perform at the ceremony, but uh, they canceled all of their upcoming live gigs in light of his death. So I, I haven't heard, but I, I assume they wouldn't be playing the Grammys. You remember... Uh, the Eagles played when Glenn Fry passed. They did. And it wasn't... You could tell that they didn't like doing it, that, that they were uncomfortable. They felt a, a, an obligation to the fans, maybe, as right. a tribute to, to Glenn to do that. But looking at them, normally you see musicians on stage having a good time, right. enjoying playing the they music. They were not. They were not. And Jackson Brown was, was singing his parts. And so I, if they don't do it, I think it's probably the right call. Um, speaking of Taylor, Paul McCartney, a longtime friend of Taylor, saluted him. Uh, Paul had uh, contributed to the Foo Fighters 2017 album, Concrete and Gold, and in 2021 inducted the band of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's got a history of them, uh, with them, I should say, and he joined them on stage that night at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, and Paul's uh, post read, Taylor's sudden death came as a shock to me and the people who knew him and loved him. Uh, not only was he a great drummer, but his personality was big and shiny. 
and will be sorely missed by all who were lucky to live and work alongside him. I was asked by Foo Fighters to play on one of their tracks. It turned out they wanted me to play the drums on one of Taylor's songs, and the request came from a group with two amazing drummers. It was an incredible session and cemented my relationship with Taylor and the guys. Later, they asked if I would induct them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I sang with them on Get Back. Taylor provided a powerhouse drum part. I'll never forget that night, all of which made it more of a desperately sad shock to hear that he had died. So thanks, Taylor, for sharing some glorious minutes with me. You were a true rock and roll hero and will always remain in my heart. God bless his family and band. Love, Paul McCartney. That is Paul Paul McCartney McCartney commenting on Taylor Hawkins. So um, what a tribute. All right, a couple of other things. Um, System of the Downs, Serge Tankian, is throwing it back to 2008 with the release of a live album from his days as a solo artist with his then band, the FCC. Uh, The project is called Live at the Leeds, or Live at Leeds, and the uh, PRP.com reports that it was recorded at the annual Leeds Festival and is set for digital release on April 8th. Tankian shared a preview of a live performance of Empty Walls on social media yesterday. And then finally, uh, MM March Madness, that we touched on just a moment ago, continues. I'll give you the uh, the results from yesterday and the matchups today that you can look forward to. So yesterday, Shinedown beat Godsmack. Tom Petty took out Bon Jovi yeah, yeah. In, in Pierre's time slot. Um, Green Day was bested by Metallica, so Metallica moves forward. Led Zeppelin beat Pink Floyd. Foo Fighters took out Linkin Park. Van Halen over Rush. Chris Cornell over uh, Pearl Jam, and Queen beat the Rolling Stones. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that means we have the excellent eight remaining today. So four more matchups, and then we find out who's in the last round four. Uh, So not the last round, but anyhow. Shinedown and Foo Fighters at one. Mm -hmm. Tom Petty and Van Halen at three. So we're doing this every other hour now. Uh, at 5 will be Metallica and Chris Cornell. And 7 o'clock, we'll wrap it up. Zeppelin versus Queen. We'll see. Where will this go? We'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I wanted to ask you, Preston, just since we are on music news realm, there was this audio that has come out of there's this long, legendary Syracuse uh, Prince concert around okay. 1985. Yeah. And uh, they, they released some audio from it. They're finally putting the whole thing out, Blu-ray, like it'll be a concert film. Okay. And uh, it, it might be kind of interesting if you just want to hear the, the short yeah. clip. Yeah. 85 would have been, yeah. you know, the height of it all. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, Syracuse and the world. My name is Prince. And I'm Funky. And I've come to play with you. Pretty cool, right? Sounds great. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's that's, coming out if, soon. Especially if that's a, a movie. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that'll be so cool. Well, all right. That's it in music news. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Wrap it up. Letter of the day, word of the week prize, and all that. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Podcasts. 
Oh yeah, MMR's got them. There's the fun size and bizarre file editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. Uh, 10.35 on this Thursday morning, the President State Show. Fairly pleasant. I mean, it's cloudy, uh, but warmer today, going up to about 71. But we have uh, nasty weather on the way uh, today. They're calling for some severe storms uh, later on this evening. Uh, it's going to start in the late afternoon, 3, 4 o'clock, something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh, as we head on to the evening, uh, it'll get a little bit more intense. Tomorrow's high of about 56, and then uh, 58 on Saturday, and... Uh, maybe some uh, rain on Sunday with a high around 60, but we're going to kind of hang in that zone. It's all right. Yeah. yeah, not bad. I would like to thank our guest, uh, Dan Arbach from the Black hey, Keys. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we did a Zoom interview with him earlier this morning, 7.30 in the morning, which is very odd rock star time. Uh, but their 11th studio album, Dropout Boogie, is released on May 13th. You can pre-order that at dropoutboogie.com. And they'll be in Camden performing on July 30th. And uh, Dan was curious about Jackie Bam Bam. Yes. He asked us about Jackie. He said, where's Jackie Bam Bam? This is kind of like his dad. I guess they're, they're yeah. good friends. So uh, that was cool. Uh, and Pete Holmes was cool. Hey. Pete's new show on CBS is at 930 tonight. And the show is called How We Roll. So if you'd like to check that out, feel free to. I'm sure it's going to be great. Pete is a pretty awesome guy. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. How you doing, ma'am? Excellent. Wonderful, sir. Nice to see you again. Nice to be seen. Uh, we shall do the letter of the day? Yes. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... R as in rhinoceros. All right. And we got a four-pack of front row tickets and four early access pit passes for Monster Jam. Uh, it's going to be Saturday, April 16th, the Lincoln Financial Field. Monster Jam is the big leagues of monster truck competition where you're going to witness the best drivers in the world... And the most popular trucks tear up the dirt in intense competition of speed and skill. Uh, April 16th at The Link. And tickets are on sale now. Monster Jam. Monsters. They're scary. We'll get that uh, <laughs> prize out to you tomorrow. Uh, what's happening today, Well, uh, let's see. Many things are happening. Um, we will have time for two workforce blocks today, which will be Mammoth, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, and Dirty Honey combined in a block. Uh, they're at the Fillmore tonight, and Jackie's doing that uh, party tonight, uh, or the soundcheck party, actually, late this afternoon. Um, soundchecks usually happen around sometimes as early as 4, sometimes 5, 6 o'clock. So a bunch of MMR listeners are going to that that uh, you guys gave out some tickets to, and he gave out a whole bunch to. Um, and I think he's going to check in with us uh, at some point. Also, we'll have a block of ACDC for Angus's birthday and Ed Robert's birthday. My Aww. dad was born today. Aww. And remember when we interviewed him, Nick, and I said, you share a birthday with Angus Young? He was, I had no idea who Angus Young was. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> I thought you were talking about a cow. Yeah. <laughs> thought it was a beef Angus reference. Beef. Yeah. <laughs> Famous cows born this day. How Famous old uh, cows. How old would Ed I have been today? Know. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't remember what year he was born. So, um, but he would be considerably up there. Uh, but um, so we'll throw in that clip. It's nice. always a fun clip to throw in. Uh, and then we have I only have one pairing in Emma March Madness, which is Shine Down Against the Foo Fighters. That is going to be fascinating to watch yeah. at one o'clock. Yeah. Based on everything you guys are just talking about, uh, you know, with Taylor and everything else. And even so. without Taylor happening, you're just talking about a huge band with a with gigantic fan base. And yeah, so. <laughs> 
But Shinedown also has yeah. a huge uh, fan base. So, yeah. And uh, proactive. Yeah, very proactive. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. And if all of that were not enough, uh, tonight, 35 years ago, MMR had the Grateful Dead at the Spectrum, and they let us, and we did, broadcast the entire show. Wow. And um, Bob Weir gave a shout-out to MMR, and um, we have that entire concert, so we'll play at least a song, maybe two songs from it over the course of the day. And have you played that the, the shout-out from the stage yeah, before? we have. I don't know that yeah, I've heard when that. When our 50th anniversary came along for... I don't know, the first four or five months we were doing archive segments every day. And um, that was one of them. I think it was a live version of wow. Touch of Grey. But um, we, in those days, the Spectrum had this big press box uh, that yeah. was, um, you know, uh, it was right in the middle of the complex uh, on the floor level and on the or on the, you know, mezzanine level, whatever it is. And... Uh, so you could walk in right off of the lobby and go into the press box if you had access to it. And that also had a backstage uh, connection. You could go down the stairs into the backstage area. And uh, we were all broadcasting from there. And our program director at the time, unlike our current program director, worshipped the Grateful Dead. <laughs> and um, so he um, was, we were in the press box trying to call out the first song of the second set. All right, what's it going to be? Or maybe it was the first song of the opening set. And I think it's going to be this. I think it's going to be that. And Chip, who was DeBella's producer, called out correctly that it was Touch of Grey. Um, and I, I believe I have that audio. Uh, okay. nice. That's the song. That's the song. Um, so, um, MMR. Actually, here's the actual. <laughs> the band is on stage. Wait, he's going to play it later today, yeah, yeah, though, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you could play it now. No, 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 no. We're wrapping up, man. Tune in later. No, I just I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to hit take his thunder. You know, I mean, man, I got no thunder. <laughs> I barely have lightning. <laughs> I got no place to go. I got a little bit of rain. Yeah. Well, do you want to play it? Play it. Okay? I have some drizzle. I have some snow. A lot of clouds in my. <laughs> Okay, good. All right, and we'll get to the rest of it later. Excellent. Okay. All right. These same stations, stay tuned. These are the days of your life. <laughs> These are the days of your life. Watching the soaps, I couldn't get... Hark! <laughs> what? Hark! 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 Remember the guy's grandmother would scream oh, yeah. Hark yeah, when yeah, she yeah. was watching yeah. her soaps? Hark, you Herald Angels, stop singing! Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to thank our sponsors. To get it together. Yeah. Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Natural Lawn of America. Save it for your lawn, kids, and pets, and you can schedule their full-service program and get free seating every year. And call 800-FREE-SEAT-NATURAL on America Green Grass for your weeds. For your weeds. <laughs> for your uh, Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President and Steve Show. God, I need some of that. Yeah. Uh, the Duncan makeup is out today, by the way, in case loved, anyone was wondering. I loved you cracking up through the Steven Singer commercial. <laughs> God, that was so great. It's been one of those days. I love that, though. Everybody loves that. Uh, and then finally, Acme. You can get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Tomorrow, we got nothing. Ah. Don't even tune in. Just whatever, no, man. No, we got lots of prizes to give away. Oh, we, we do a ton. We got, no, we'll have a good time. I guarantee you. We'll do the connoisseur. We'll uh, we'll play with each other's faces. I don't All right. know what we'll do. That's wow. it. We're done. not touching my face. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. for me. Bye-bye. <laughs> Ninety-three, three, WMMI. Bing there, doo doo, be doo, da da.